I've listened to the opening three seconds of this podcast at least a hundred times and still laugh. It's been a while since I've heard something so very Canadian. Oh man. So I sold my house, eh? <laughs> so, so happy Shane set aside some time to record with us again. I thought we'd missed our chance, but alas, we hadn't. Uh, we talk about his future endeavors, and then he breaks down five selected songs that he has worked on. I know, I knew Shane was into music, but listening to him dissect each track shows that he is music. He lives it. He breathes it. A truly inspirational human who's following his life's passion, building solid relationships along the way. Keep it up, dude. This episode is brought to you by Mad Kiwi Cafe. Enjoy some handmade meat pies, sausage rolls, croissants, and scones made by Ulsan locals, Andy and Sunghae Bonington. It's easily accessible by public transport, so if you don't have wheels, you're still all good. It's open on week ends from 12 to 5 p.m. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Pre-orders are recommended and can be placed ahead of time via social media platforms. After finishing your lunch, why don't you swing by and see Dave at Peyton Clay? All you have to do is walk in, choose a piece of pre-fired pottery, pick some colors, think about a design, and start painting. If you need some help, their professional art staff are on hand to assist you. Enjoy complimentary tea or freshly roasted Drip coffee from handmade cups, drippers, and coffee pots. Teapots all made by the owner. Try the wheel experience or sign up for a month or two of intensive wheel throwing instruction. Pottery to paint starts at 12,001, which includes painting and firing. You are now tuned into This Korean Life with your hosts, Brian and Nate. Oh man, so I sold my house, hey? And uh, I've got a plan now. I got 60 grand Canadian, and I'm buying $360 worth of Bitcoin every day. I wake up in the morning, I buy $180 worth, and then go to bed, and I don't care what the price is. I'm just buying it when I wake up and when I go to bed. And then I wake up and then I go to bed. And then I wake up. Just keep buying it. You have confidence in in Bitcoin, and I think that's that's going forward. If you're in it long term, then there shouldn't be. I think that that's the the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you you can't have the confidence to hold something for, for. you know, oh. 10 minutes, you shouldn't hold it at all. You know, I yeah. you can't hold it for 10 years. Sense. You shouldn't hold it for 10 minutes. I, fuck, I can't do it. Yeah. I flip-flopped on the Canadian dollar there for a couple of times. And oh, I was just... Man, the Korean to Canadian's been so bad. It's yeah, been it's yeah. for you. Awful. Yeah. yeah. I've got all my pension and all mm. my severance coming. And I'm just like, the you know, the Mother Canadian to, yeah. to... What is it? Canadian dollar to Korean. I was doing it's it almost way, apart. but... Yeah, it's yeah. like a thousand won is one Canadian dollar. Yeah. And forever it was eight hundred and eighty one. Well, we made some trades at fucking eight twenty. That's incredible. Yeah, right? yeah. Like those, were, those were the good times. Like yeah. the best I've ever seen was 820. around eight twenty, eight yeah, eight twenty, eight thirty. Yeah, fuck eighteen hundred then. I used to get twelve thousand for ten thousand ten thousand ten million won would be twelve thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. The last time it was parody with the Korea, like Korean won a thousand to a Canadian two thousand seven two thousand eight yes yeah. is literally two thousand eight <laughs> yeah. yeah. when I got here is when it started being sub uh, one thousand oh, and I haven't honestly I've never even seen in the nine hundreds jeez Louise yeah I got yeah. here in twenty twelve twenty thirteen but this is one thing that I I kind of think people should consider <laughs> I mean it's not easy to do I mean not your pension stuff but mm. if you've got a savings here mm. or you've got any substantial amount. On expat dads, there's guys going and sending huge amounts yeah. back and forth all the time. Yeah, the guy's fifty grand, hundred grand, two hundred. 
Yeah. Man, you're out 10 to 30% just based on not thinking. Sure. I mean, if you know even you're moving in two years, then send a hundred grand now when it's out of yeah, dollar twenty. That's true. But you're you don't know what's gonna happen though. I remember well, thinking you know, well you can guess that it's not gonna go to a buck thirty or forty. It hasn't in fifty years, so it's probably not gonna and yeah, if it does, but, it's okay. But when it's at eight hundred when it's at eight hundred or nine hundred for seven years yeah. and, and the only thing the only time it bumps up or down is when the fucking boat crash in the Suez Canal or a new president something like that dude new president like oh uh, Ukraine's at war (laughs) yeah suddenly boom and then it it goes up again like you you literally you can't you can't guess I am partially wondering I know why the Canadian dollar is the way it is right now and the American dollar because of how they're um, raising interest rates so high Mm. and it's making other currencies that aren't doing the same thing or doing the same thing as aggressively those currencies are being devalued against them Canada is aggressively raising rates so is America Um, look at Japan Japan is doing the opposite Japan is spending money right now and their currency is failing Mm. it's down like 40% or something Time to buy. <laughs> I, you, you know, you know like, what worries me? The, the ruble's up freaking. Oh, my God. And right after oh. the crash, right? Crash yeah. right when the war started. Oh. They, they divested. Do you, do you have the balls to, to buy it at when it's worth nothing? Everyone's getting out. What yeah. do you do? You know? That's yeah. that's when this, that's when you're supposed that's to. That's when buy. the legend's made, man. Damn, Jesus. Russia's not going to just not exist anymore. You never the know. ruble's going to be around. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's going to be there. It's going to be around. That's the thing that Russia's doing right now. Is their currency is now commodity? You know, yeah. their currency, the ruble, is mm, is yeah. energy. Yeah. It's not. It has nothing to do with how they operate on a forex market. Yeah. It's about the price of oil. They just defaulted it's about the on the price of food on a huge, on a huge sum too, last week. It was the first default since 1918 or something. Oh wow, Jesus! I did the things that I look at like totally zoomed out huh. for uh, for future value currencies. One's like population implosion, like Japan. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Korea Dude, is one of them. As they, well. Yeah, yeah, Korea is everywhere. Really bad. Every developed country is. Yeah. Right? Unless you, you unless you have what's the significant is two point two right? Yeah. Two point two. Two point two of your population is sustainable. So I think Canada's population we're doing is okay. Birth rate of like one point seven birth rate, but we have immigration. But we bring yeah, in immigration yeah, and we get yes, over two point two. Yes. So I don't think I don't think it's one point seven. I think it's closer to one. Maybe it is. Yeah, Korea's yeah. must oh, be close really to bad. close to one. Eh? One. Korea's point eight. Korea's got a decrease in one for the last two years. Three years. And that's that's scary, man, because there's sixty million people here. Not as scary as China. Yeah. China's isn't. Oh, China had a one child policy for thirty years. You're right. But it's one child policy for thirty. You can predict the next four generations. They'll just keep there's taking no countries over that have. Women. <laughs> yeah. Well, they there's not world their way in Africa in either. Yeah. There are places where the sex ratio is like 20 to 1 in like marriage markets in some Chinese uh, like small towns with women 20 to 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Oh, wow. So what? it's a uh, one woman? Yeah. No, like yeah, there there are just oh, yeah, enough Chinese women to get married to uh, all these men. Yeah. I've seen on because of one child policy they kept like yeah, yeah, yeah. I think preferred I think Men. this was on the Moaning of Life. Have you ever seen the Moaning of Life? No. Carl Pilkington. No, no, no. He's a British guy. Moaning of Life. Is it the meaning it? of life? He just moans. The Moaning of Life. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good, yeah. The, uh, but he goes, to, he goes to find the meaning of life in all these different countries. And he does go to a Chinese marriage market. Really like meets, mm. and he goes also. He goes to like a grieving thing mm. in China, I think it was, huh. where they go to teach you how to grieve. <laughs> Not, like, yeah. like to 
Yeah, like North Korean, like <laughs> grieving, or where it's or, not, where it's not true. Like maybe oh, okay, this doesn't okay. happen, but like wailing. Yeah, oh, my father's dead. Ah. Yeah, like, yeah, fake crying and all little, that. A little Bob Marley in the whaler uh, seminar. <laughs> I did. That was in one of my economics classes. I think that popular. You taught your kids how to wave implosion. How to whale, <laughs> and and how everyone still talks about overpopulation, but there's a huge, huge crisis waiting, and it, people aren't realizing it. it's happening in Korea. I mean, in Ulsan, we lost. We lost 5,000 people last year. Here. Wow. Gone. And that's not, I mean, that's part of the shipyard and, and loss of uh, subsidiary companies and stuff. But Seoul's losing like 10 to 20,000 a year. It's a lot. So, and, and it's only getting worse and worse. So, you need more penis parks, man. No uh, <laughs> no marriage, no kids. But I think it's one in, one in three or something kids is born in Africa. And how that continent is going to boom because they have... The, the straight Mandar. pyramid mm-hmm. where they have all the youth on the bottom. And the only other place, India is like that. And that's why mm-hmm. India is a good place for growth because they still have a lot of young people. I think it's, I don't know, only 10% or 20% or over 60. We got to bring the shagging like wagon 40, back and fucking <laughs> start planting some seeds around this peninsula. But they said, yeah. like, <laughs> if you got the cat, I mean, it's just hard to hard to make it work. For a doctorate? For a program? Postdoc. Oh, like yeah. a scientist position. Oh, cool. The... Uh, it yeah, I mean, we've had friends there renting three, four thousand, five thousand dollars for houses, townhouses, and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's huh. it's expensive. But if you want, yeah, the East Coast is shirt and ties. East, Canada, America is the same. The West Coast is kayaks and hiking boots avocado and, on toast. and outside. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, that, that's what it is, though. But if you want to live outdoors and and enjoy the outdoors, I mean, there's probably not a be- voted the best city in the world for like four or five years. Uh-huh. It's it's amazing there, but you got to have the cash to live there. Yep. But anyways, yeah, a hundred bucks on scoop, and check your underwear at the door, please, because you can't. Yeah. They're, they're they're too heavy. I uh, mom was sending me those flare scoop, uh-huh. just a couple other ones, and I was like, wow, the one tickets I got Toronto to Winnipeg, uh-huh. I think for three of us are like three hundred bucks, and but. Your carry-on, certain size, weight, whatever, and mm. no checks, bags, no this, no pay for your toilet paper, by the sheet, whatever. Mm. Which I don't mind because I don't need any of that stuff. Right. I don't have to pay for food. Eat before you get on. Take a shit before you get on. Yeah. You don't got to use all that stuff. Yeah. It's um, like a bus, really, right? But... Treat like a bus. An Airbus. An Airbus. But... <laughs> but not an Airbus. <laughs> I mean, I, I got one check bag because it's cheaper than having a carry-on bag. Yeah. You get your personal item. But one check bag was like 30 bucks and that... That's pretty reasonable. You can bring a freaking real checked bag and 30 bucks is nothing. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, if you're going home for a significant time or something, then maybe you got to put a few more bucks in there. But otherwise, yeah, I, I think it's awesome that they have those in awesome. Canada. There should be. Uh-huh. I'm flying out of Hamilton instead of Toronto, which is where my sister lives. Mm. But, yeah, it's a third of the price. Mm. So, well, who would fly Air Canada domestic? Sounds crazy. Yeah. You can fly Toronto to Fort McMurray or something for like 80 bucks. Yeah. They used to have the Monopoly, right? When it was just Air Canada and WestJet. When they had that Monopoly, but lots of the affiliates are still under those guys. Yeah. And they're just different markets, right? Different niches. Oh. It's good to have options. Yeah. And competition drives it down a little bit. It was a nightmare, man. I mean, I went to a concert. I bought tickets to Guns N' Roses when I was in high school. I was an absolute monster fan when I was like grade 10. And I had a friend that lived in Calgary, so I flew there, bought us tickets, 
The flight cost me four hundred dollars yeah. to get from Regina to Calgary. Yeah. It's hmm. a six and a half hour drive. It you was just, four you just go up and down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's forty five minutes in the air. One thing that'll so get ridiculous. to trains. Trains at home are ridiculous. Are they? Uh, man, I th- this is. Yeah. I've never taken a train. I checked out trains. This is years ago. It might have changed, but the when I looked at it, coast to coast, I've looked at it every time we go. Are on. they just for like niche pedophiles that like to play with trains in their basement? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is, that like, is, is there a coast to coast train in Canada? Yeah, nice. I know there's cargo trains, but I've never been on a passenger rail. <laughs> yeah, riding the, riding the old coal train. <laughs> Holy moly! It's actually uh, one of one of the most beautiful rides in the world through the Rockies. There, you go through the Rockies on the train. And it's spectacular. Yeah, that sounds nice. You no, know, but like Toronto to to Montreal was like two hundred bucks or something. Yeah, I don't oh know what. I, yeah, that's the, I got a vague memory of that, but I remember it being like, oh, that's ridiculous. I would never. But that's that's never the states too, that. and those systems yeah. have to get updated. I mean, it's just infrastructure. Why doesn't the states have a bullet train? crazy why yeah. isn't why isn't there one toronto montreal ottawa it's, mm. it should be automatic i mean it shouldn't even be a question vancouver calgary would be great but i mean you got to cross the rockies but vancouver calgary edmonton i mean you could connect that <sighs> wow it'd be wild mm. wait till china gets the contract yeah oh, yeah. yeah we just need the chinese <laughs> to build it Didn't well that's how they took over half africa <laughs> didn't, 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 didn't they already they did build the first one didn't they build the first one <laughs> they'll build all Jesus. of them <laughs> that's funny can i see your resume hey you know history doesn't always repeat itself but it often rhymes <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, only yeah. this time we pay them to build it yeah it's the only <laughs> difference <laughs> yeah. yeah oh my god anyways here we go uh, number 77 with Shane Cole, the real Slim Chaney. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> you like that one? I really like that. That's good. <laughs> I like that. Who's Nate? Nate Dog? You could be Nate Dog. It's an official rapper. That's such a classic hockey nickname, hey? Nate Dog? Nate oh, Dog. Yeah. How do you know what my name is? Nate Dog. <laughs> yeah. Because your name is Nate and you play hockey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, dude, here we are at the end of your journey. You oh, got, man. Uh, Thanks for having uh, me back. Man, I thought I missed you. I really, I was digging through my bag. I'm like, oh, there's this whole question list. I'm like, oh, we missed it. We're supposed to have you back for another episode. But yeah, no, it's uh, happy you're still here till September, yeah? Yeah, we snuck Doing another one in. Nate's gone on Tuesday, so. Yeah. yeah. Not much time. We got uh, we got you in here. So you got what, two months left? July, two August? months, man. It's winding down super fast. Yeah. You know? Six months out. Last time I was here, I guess. Was yeah. it? Well, more than six months. I guess I was eight months, nine months yeah. out. I felt like I had a lifetime before I was ready to leave. And now now with that. two months left, every blink, every sleep is like a blink, you know? Absolutely. I remember, I mean, staring down the barrel of your first contract, it's like, oh, year is so long. Right. Oh, my God. But when you're, when it, when the narrative flips and you're like, oh, I only have this much time left, it's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I also think when we first came here, you know, the span of a year was, I don't know, one, one uh eighth of our life maybe <laughs> yeah, no not one eighth I, but you know yeah, yeah. like a, fraction. a huge <laughs> fraction of our life yeah, yeah. it's 124th or something when we mostly yeah. came here and now a year means nothing oh, it's dude. so short mixing mixing two years of corona yeah. with that dude that i've been, just been the weirdest it has been weird actually ever. yeah the last three years it felt like one it's starting to feel like normal again that yeah. you know every time somebody asks like a you month, when's the last time you did this and you're like well last year 
Oh, wait, that was three years no, ago. No, there was nothing. <laughs> right, yeah. Nothing happened for three years. You couldn't have done last year. Oh, sure, shit. yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. two, three years ago. Especially when you reflect on holidays, I think the most important thing about time is that you have distinct markers in your life yeah. that sort of give you bookmarks on your time spent. Yep. And often the things that you experience that are meaningful, they go by relatively quickly in the mm. present. But when you look back on them, they're extremely long events. Yeah. yeah. And they put those markers in your brain. Yep. We didn't have any markers for three years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's weird. We, we watched Netflix for three years, you know. <laughs> Squid Games. Exactly. Yeah, Squid yeah. Games exactly. Squid Games is a big one. What's crazy about Netflix and things like that, social media, is they go by relatively quickly, but when you look back on them, they're also short. Yeah. That's the worst experience of time. <laughs> Doing something that consumes you whole, and when you look back on it, it was yeah. meaningless. Mm, that sucks. I think, I think I mentioned on the last one, have you done any watch parties? Oh, like a, a Netflix over to watch Netflix no. or like on Skype or Zoom or whatever. Uh, Facebook Messenger calls. Uh, you can like watch YouTube it, videos simultaneously. Isn't, isn't there an actual platform that supports? You can do it on watch Discord. Party? Oh, okay. Discord okay. is pretty good. Cool. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Netflix doesn't offer something like that. I don't, or do people? I don't. It's probably why their stock price is down seventy percent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I had to edit some guy's article. Uh-huh. And it was a study on the Korean market and how they used the those social media platforms to, um, or they compared just watching Netflix to people who engage in like watch parties. Okay. And they said the watch party was totally supportive, really helped people get through, um, get through the pandemic. And Interesting. They had something. To, it, it's motherfucker. Who's beeping out there? But they said the. Uh, yeah, having something that everyone was interested in, you know, you kind of got like the leader who chooses you're going to watch this movie, that movie, and then talk about it and discuss it, whatever, after it was. I really like so, that. My family and I, uh, we put together a movie. We drew names out of a hat and we chose a different movie each week and everyone oh, nice. had a week to watch it because everyone nice. had different schedules yeah, between yeah. Korea and Canada. Uh, and it worked for the first, there was a lot of us. Mm. So I, th- I think there might have been eight of us. Uh and everyone got their pick and by the time it was all finished mm. we had a bit of fatigue and then we tried to do documentaries next yeah and everyone what, do you watch do you watch it and then talk about it or just watch it and yeah we watch it so then whenever we did have a chat together on video mm. we had some extra stuff to talk about not just how oh, how's the pandemic over there <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well you know yeah, yeah still wearing masks and yeah no you need no. something to conversation keep you, just keep got you so busy the next, after a while, next you know? pandemic just have a couple yeah. kids man one of my I, don't, I didn't have time for Netflix or, or watch parties or anything. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I just got two freaking kids bouncing off the walls, man. I don't know how you guys did it. People that had kids during the pandemic are the, uh, heroes, man. Yeah, I, Netflix. I mean, that's that's that last generation here. I think Netflix parties, shit. That's yeah, a that lot stuff. of work. We watch like old photos on group calls all, every week, almost. Yeah. Like my university friends, they're like all over the world mm. but every sunday night here there is a video call and we watch like common videos and photos and those something things. something cool when i was uh with uh, dylan he played hockey with yeah dylan, dylan barnes he um he was saying that still with his uh, i don't know if it's high school buddies or his uni buddies he said after hockey every sunday they have a book club he's like we we have to read this many chapters, this many pages. I call in, hey, what's up? What'd you think? Blah, 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 blah. And they have a, yeah. they got a discussion on book. That's, oh, awesome. that's great. Yeah, it's really important to have those little things. I actually think that 
Well, hockey was off for the first year of the pandemic, but then it was in the bubble after that. And I joined uh, Fantasy League with some of the guys in, in Busan. Yeah, yeah. And man, it consumed a lot of time. Yeah. A lot of thought. Yeah. You'd spend so much time thinking about this stuff. And then it was. That's why I couldn't do it, man. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't yeah. do it. Yeah. Oh, the I'm learning, back in this year. The learning curve on fantasy hockey is pretty steep. Yeah. My first year was awful. This year I played a lot better. But you, but you guys play more interactive. I mean, yeah. if you have just a pick them and leave them one, it's still fun to watch and you don't have to take all that time to manage your team. Yeah, it's a lot less pressure. The weekly management can fall when someone's busy with kids. Josh, sure. a guy in our league, he busy working and with his kids and yeah. every now and then you get a game against him he doesn't have any goalies starting. We, <laughs> <laughs> we Our league started with just pick them and leave them and you you had three trades per year so if you had four oh, injuries wow. you're, you're screwed right and then it went or the one year we did it totally the other way where we had to manage every game yeah we had and it was, oh god we had four trades a week Fuck. was ours our four waivers a week oh god I, that gave me so much anxiety i forgot to put jeff carter in one time dude he scored a hat trick i had oh. an assist i was like this is bullshit you never forget that oh dude yeah. i still i wake up in cold sweats like oh, 2013 <laughs> jeff. Jeff carter. oh oh Why dude, I was, yeah oh i was so choked um or i mean you trade you trade some bum and he's you know scores a hat trick the next uh, game like it's so goddamn annoying it's heartbreaking i, I hate mm. when you really commit to a player because he had a great season and then the next year he's just awful yeah. uh was it two years ago the season my inaugural season i had um mark stone mark yeah. stone played really well in the first year that i joined fantasy hockey I'm for like, vegas huh? I, yeah, I, yeah. I, i'm you know i really like this guy He's got a bit of a bit of like hockey sense. He's yeah. not a really gritty player, but yeah. he'll find himself in scrummy areas and get goals. Yeah, and he's a good playmaker. He's a team player. I liked him <laughs> on my team. And then this year, he was Nothing. glass. <laughs> yeah. He's just absolute glass. Every single time someone hit him, he was out for three weeks, man. Or didn't uh, even what's his name? Second season there, the McDavid. McDavid, wasn't he out his second his second season? He broke his wing there, and he was. Uh, oh, isn't it crazy that he still has more goals than everyone in the playoffs? Oh yeah, <laughs> they got eliminated, and he still ended up with not more oh, goals, dude, more points, more points. Yeah, yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah. No, what a great good. playoffs, though. I mean, I know we're here to talk about music, but this will be the last hockey thing. Man, the hockey was amazing this yeah. playoffs. Minus, minus yeah. the Leafs. Don't story. have, don't have time to watch. I get, Said game seven again. Oh. Son of a god, dude! Son of a god. It's good to know that Tampa made it all the way, though. Yes. At least they lost to the defending champs, who had a run at the cup again. So. Yeah. You think the Leafs would have beat Colorado? No. Oh yes. <laughs> no, we, we would have. We would have went to game so seven. Hopeful. We would have went to game seven. This was my meme from this morning. Oh, God. I posted for these guys. Uh, the significance of getting out of an abusive relationship. And these are all... Oh, my <laughs> former gosh. Leafs, yeah. that one. A former Leafs player. And then underneath their That's cup him. year. Yeah. Marty McSorley. Is that no, Marty McDonald? Lanny McDonald. Oh, Lanny McDonald. Kessel. Kadri. I don't know who the Blues is. Who is that Blues guy? Don't know. Let's see. Kadri had a pretty funny statement after winning the cup, hey? What did he say? Kiss my ass. Yeah, no, he's like, everyone who doubted me thought I was a liability in the playoffs. Can well, kiss my ass. <laughs> well, he he was a liability. He kind of was. He injured a goalie. Could have got. He got suspended last year, didn't he? He got suspended like two years, three years in a row, didn't he? 
He missed he, sh- the- he could have got suspended again with that run with Bennington. He's pretty lucky he did it. Fuck. But yeah. good, good for him. Yeah, absolutely. Good to win a cop. Absolutely. Um, dude, how about this one? <clears throat> before we uh, before we get into music, mm. one of my Ajima students, she's like, "Did you hear about the about the bar in Seoul, the the crazy bar in Seoul?" I'm like, "No." She goes, "The you got to pay three hundred bucks to get in." Oh, I was like. What, like a cover charge she goes yeah but it's a sex bar oh and i was like w- like a what do you call them the swingers club no 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 what's the sexy no right bomb? they had a big orgy yeah, up yeah, there no, and they all got arrested or something yeah. what's hostess the host the air no there's another one. bar or, or hostess bar mean? what do they call them not a hostess bar Honestly, no. room salon. Room salon. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was like a room salon. She goes, oh, no, 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 no. Double barber spinners. Those oh yeah, things. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you. Uh, she said the, the when the cops broke in or and and went to arrest people, there was twenty six people fucking. Oh, there was a massive orgy, and they found out. I think like again, this is secondhand information. Didn't read the. Didn't read the article. No video said, evidence. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> There's no evidence that the scene was all swallowed. <laughs> but they uh, they said there was 26 people just all fucking each other. And some people pay to go in and just watch. Holy. You, you have an option you know, of like, you pay 300 bucks, you go in, you can just watch. <laughs> or you can go in and, and join, the, just... join the party. Is it a different price if you want to join? I don't know. From what I hear, no. That's uh, I can't confirm nor deny that. But... <laughs> can you... Dude, when I came here, 2007, girls didn't wear bikinis on the beach. It it's was a like different world, and, man. You know. It's definitely a different world. There's still the odd cringe. I noticed at school. Oh, have you ever heard of Daily Dose of Internet? Yes. No. There's these videos on YouTube. This guy puts together you know, three minutes of clips three times a week of stuff all over the internet. Yeah, okay, okay. It's the best feed to wake up to. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's mostly wholesome. Okay. It, uh, you know, some stuff is funny. Some stuff is cute, whatever. Yeah. But I normally show it to my kids as a closer to end the day. Yeah. And anytime there's like a beach scene with bikinis, they still get a bit weird. Really? Even though it's just yeah, like there's not a, even it's there, a bathing suit. It's the same as what people wear in Busan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's not that. <laughs> I mean, well, wait, wait, Busan, Busan is still very covered up. <laughs> it is, I guess, and most of my students. It's not are like going to Wasaga or something in in Toronto. Right. Like it, it's still very covered up, and they might have bikinis on, but they all got tank tops or something over top. There's I, not many walking around. I think the big difference is as well as my kids are from the central part of the city and they're not Hyundai kids. Mm. And there's a huge difference, even though Busan feels small to us because we get around a lot. Some of my kids have never been to the beach. Oh, really? Whoa. You know? Man. It's kind of a poor area. But I noticed that that the last time I was down there in the last couple of years, there is a significant amount more bikinis. There are the ones who are there to flaunt it and the fitness Instagram people, whatever. But... Mm I mean, 90% of them don't go swimming. <laughs> and as soon as they get up to go get a, a drink or something, it's it's full coverage. Yeah. So, man, there's some it's, guys. It's kind of for show laying there with your glasses on. We don't have to look at anybody or talk to anybody. And it's kind of just for show. Uh-huh. It's not really like home where, you, you know, you go to the beaches and people are actually walking around in bikinis all over the beach. Yeah. So, it yeah, has it's, changed. it's changed in that way where there's a lot more skin on the beach. But I don't think the confidence or anything is yeah. that, I mean... Maybe there's, you're right. There's not yeah. a lot of walking around. In we those. were sitting on the Hyundai beach, beach, and then there was a girls, a group of girls, and 
every one of them had like overalls and bikini yeah. and they were taking like pictures <laughs> so one girl would take her overalls off and take yeah. a picture in bikini ah, and put it back and then the other girl yeah. from good group will go there yeah maybe the maybe it's just a slow change i know that when we first came here any of the foreigners that would be wearing anything that's slightly cut oh, to yeah. the top would oh, get yeah. eyes like crazy <laughs> yeah. i don't know if it's the same anymore or if it it's is as bad <laughs> is it the same well still the foreigners are the ones who would walk around like on the boardwalk in their bikini uh and, yeah. and go to get a beer or a drink or whatever and that's just i mean at least i did but if yeah. you go if you go up if you go up north uh up by is it campo is that up north If you go up north in uh, whatever it is, Chalabukto there, not Chalabukto, what is it? But where the Olympics were, up by Gangnam there, that's all Gangnam, the partiers, Gangnam. all the partiers uh, from yeah. Seoul, and that's like, there's no oldies, no parents, no anything here, cool. and that's kind of like let your hair down and do whatever you want. That's probably where the orgy was. And uh, <laughs> and the Bodyong Bodyong Mud Festival. Oh, that was those were the two places I huh? I know where people really let their hair down. The the Gangnam one is just a bus from Seoul Friday after work or school the young kids the uni kids all come out and I mean you see tattoos there ten twelve years ago mm-hmm. on young people young people with big tatties that's a huge change mentioning tattoos oh, crazy when I first came here I, you guys were the same right when we first got here nothing it was so rare to see a tattoo and the people that had them were gang. I got a tattoo in my first year in Korea and it was so hard to find someone that would give a tattoo. It was illegal. It was illegal. Yeah, it's yeah. Still, still it's still is. The yeah, guy that it. gave me a tattoo did it out of his apartment yeah, and yeah. he tattooed all Yakuza. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> his, his fat Buddha tattoos in Busan. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if yeah, I should yeah. be plugging his business or if he's yeah. still yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, well he's on the shout out. Yeah, he does his thing. But like, he does have people come in from wherever and get a full body tattoo. Well, I've seen his work online. He does some good tattoos. Yeah, really cool. Now it's mostly, not mostly, now there's a ton of Ajumas. I can't believe how many Ajumas have that kind of, I want to be a little bit naughty. I want to do something a little bit rebellious, Mm. like we did when we were 17, 18. But they get them in visible places, which is... uh, Visible or invisible? Visible. You, like, you, yeah, yeah, but it's, like it's, it's the wrist. And, it's it's and here. Fingers, but, but they're yeah. quiet. They're not They're not loud, boisterous tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen a lot of knuckle tattoos. Like, no. An incredible <laughs> amount of knuckle tattoos. And, and a lot of sleeves right down. Oh, yeah. And yeah. up to the neck. You yeah, see yeah, a lot yeah, of the yeah, neck yeah. tattoos. Not so much here. Busan, yeah. not. There's, I mean, you go to Samsung at night, you'll find a few, sure. Samsung 1am, you'll find tattoo people. But those are also, though, the delivery boys, the kind of gangster subculture kind of guys because they're yeah. they're they're not the guys studying okay. and, and getting the the company jobs they're delivery boys they're and and that's yeah. why they're hanging out in the one in the, the morning. day dj at the night yeah <laughs> the uh some jobs are quite um friendly to tattoo so there's a place where i got my hair cut in samyan and i'm pretty sure they only employ people with tattoos yeah, <laughs> about, about this. yeah, yeah. it's just a barber shop and everyone in there is tatted up what are the places well, but that's that's typically where you would see that though isn't it yeah and it's yeah. cool that that aesthetic actually has a spot for them you know yeah do you go is it a proper barbershop you get a hot shave to, and- to be honest i wished it was and that's why i first went there yeah. and the first haircut i had there mm. they didn't do a great job yeah i kept like You know how sometimes in Korea they cut your hair like you're a Korean? No. <laughs> I guess you don't get a lot of hair. You don't get a lot of hair. When's the last hair you cut? Yeah, yeah. I've cut my own for probably five years. So I started cutting my own hair recently. Uh, <laughs> but the, the main reason is because when I would go to a place, it was either the one guy that I really like. It's a little expensive and it's a little far out for me to go. Mm. It's, it's all the way, like it's a 30-minute ride and then a five-minute walk up a hill. Yeah. So I'm just not interested in doing it always. Yeah. 
But this place is right on my doorstep, so I tried to check it out, thinking it's going to be the whole shave, yeah. have a chat, have a good old timey yeah. laugh, and it just wasn't. You yeah. know, this guy got a buzzer out and started doing the buzz, and I'm like, I thought you were going to actually clip my hair. I don't know, like burn it or yeah. like do, some, do some cool sh- shit, yeah. but it ended up <laughs> like not being that. that. Frosted tips. What happens? I had frosted, frosted tips. I had frosted tips. Yeah. Yeah. 98 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> No, I actually thought they were going to do this really nice haircut, and they gave me the bulbous cut. You know how... Yeah. I don't want to say, but Koreans often have flat heads. On the back. On the back. I don't know if it's just a genetic (laughs) thing or what it is, but for for haircuts, what they do... So imagine you have a flat flat head, is they just make the hair poofy here. So I don't have a flat head. I've got a very round head, you know? They give me the the bowl. It looks ridiculous. And I keep grabbing it. I keep grabbing this hair and be like, like cut like this. Overhang, yeah. And then he'd cut it and I'd look in the mirror and he didn't even trim it. Like, <laughs> nice. it, like a small amount of diagrams. Off. Oh, it was it was honestly like rocket nice. surgery. I got how about this? I got a lady it's, who like she lives in Ulsan. She'll only get her hair cut in Seoul. Her and her family. Whoa take the ktx the soul to go to their barber once that, a month i went they cost you a million one that is and, and a whole day a month they go monthly month yeah yeah once once a month they take the ktx the soul so there's four people so Dude, that plus haircut plus whatever i've been cutting my lunch. own recently i'm still too lazy to do it even once every three months yeah <laughs> it's bad i gotta do it twice a week i was doing mine every four really? five days yeah. It's it's so much faster. If you got yeah. not now, obviously, but I, for four years I did it, and just if the clippers are on and it's not too long, it's just done. It's yeah. easy. The you longer you let it get, then the the more cleanup you got in the shower, and and the more mess it is. But. You do learn quite a bit about cutting your own hair too. Yeah, you know, just mm. you know, you fuck up once. <laughs> My skill level from when I started until. Now it's incredible. Yeah, pretty good now. The first time I cut my own hair, it was the same length all the way around my head. Yeah. yeah. And then I started to realize I can just trim the sides differently <laughs> yeah, than the top, yeah, yeah. and it looks a bit better. But Ooh. then I realized my head's a little bumpy. Yeah. So then I'd, I'd take it too close. You know, I was cutting greens instead of fairways. <laughs> and I, I had like divots in my head. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I better, uh, yeah. I better go to guard number Grow. three instead of guard two. <laughs> Grow my, yeah. grow my comb. Over. I just go to an old guy in Goyangri and just close my eyes. He does, he, he does his job. <laughs> Man, do what you gotta do. My friend yeah. infamously gets five dollar haircuts. Nice. He goes to one of those places Roofing. where they vacuum your head as they're cutting it. Oh and yeah, yeah. Knows. yeah. And so he does these five dollar and they always look good. His hair always looks good. He even gets the complimentary eyebrow cut. Oh really? You know? <laughs> <laughs> he always asks him for it. But then he decided to experiment and he went to a three dollar haircut place as almost just to see what's the difference between a five dollar <laughs> condom and no kind and a three dollar haircut. Like YouTube channel. Yeah, you might as well go with the five dollar haircut. Yeah. yeah. It's a Stevie Wonder salon. We talked about that one before. (laughs) (laughs) Just close your eyes and give her. Dude, I was talking to my one lady table. The conversation started off with AI. And, you know, we were talking to, uh, what's his name there the other day? So I was talking about AI. And then we went into somehow the word magnum opus came up. And I said, type it into Papago and see what it comes up in Korean. What does it say? Dude, I swear to God, it translated it to... Daeguang, Daemori, Daemori, like, like big, baldy, 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 baldy. And there's like five lines of like, bald, 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 bald. 
And I'm looking at this, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like the AI fucking knew I was looking at the phone and it just popped up as like, you're a super bald, 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 Like five lines came up and Papa goes, fucking hilarious. Weird. I'm surprised that nobody has been able to capture the market here for foreigners. And I mean, if there was one or two go-to people that everybody knew they could get a decent job. And once in a while, the women put one up on Wilson Online or whatever. But how how can there not be... I'm going train for six months. Yeah, dude, I'm. You got I your own it. niche. You got your own like business. It, really. It's simple. Everybody's got horror stories of hair salons. Mm. Guys I and do girls. the proper come in, hot shave. Yeah, okay. guys and coke machine. I, exactly like, that. The Zeppelin two on the wall. Uh, <laughs> I just think that the culture of getting a haircut would make me want to get one every week. That's the only thing that would make me ever get a haircut a week. And if they charge twenty bucks instead of forty bucks, I'll be there every month. Yeah. <laughs> if you charge me forty bucks, I'll be there once a year yeah, when yeah. I need a nice haircut for an event or yeah. or something. You know. Yeah. Don't Are there any the shaving door. places? Yeah, you can, there's. Yeah. Come to my house, I'll shave you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there are. There you are. Seen the, you ever seen the, the Koreans don't have any video of the ball barber, no. where like he cuts your hair and then like the he puts the seat back and it's like we'll shave your balls. <laughs> and he goes in with the with the it's obviously a joke, but fuck, it's pretty funny. You, Sounds like an Adam Sandler. The Koreans, yeah. the Koreans don't have a lot are to these shave. People so. working yeah. out or having sex? You know that one. Oh, you never heard that? Like his old, when he used to. Is that, they're all going to laugh at you? Oh, yeah. Around on like there. one of those, one of those uh, tapes. Those, those tapes were the best. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've never heard that. Fuck me in the goat ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you know the talking goat? Oh, God. If you. Oh, my God. I remember you, the. So I remember the. Finally, someone's got as many. I remember piece of shit car. Piece of shit car. Yeah. And I remember. like and I, I was so young when those tapes came out. So I only like the stupid potty humor ones. I remember the longest oh. pee ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a, they're all. It's all the Classic. Same yeah. Or Jerky Boys. You ever get into those? I don't know. The Jerky Boys? No. It, it's not. What it, is this? It, it wasn't the lead up to Grinder. It was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was the. Uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, guys who made. Uh, guys who made prank calls. They had called and. Whatever it was, like Crank Yankers, kind of the original Crank Yankers. They were huge when I was in high school. Jerky Boys. Yeah. Oh, they're funny as shit. I don't really know them. Oh, you got to do the dude. Do the Adam Sandler, the the talking goat. I'll check it out. Oh, he does all the voices. Man. I might need to go have a listen back on those tapes just to see how much I've matured. Oh. <laughs> I reckon very little. <laughs> old man, old man. What are you? What are you most looking forward to going home? Oh, to be honest, it's my family, man. Looking forward to seeing the family. My stepmom and my sister came out to Busan last month. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Uh, It was really actually kind of a rewarding thing because I don't feel like I would have seen Busan again in that way. You know, when someone someone comes, you get their perspective. Also, while sort of feeling like... People park on the sidewalk? Yeah. (laughs) Is that weird? Yeah. Oh, it, it is. It, so many of those events would happen yeah. where they'd be blown away by the simplest thing. You forget yeah. that that's unique to here. Yeah. You know? So we did get to do all the touristy things. But I guess the thing that I really enjoyed about it is that I've just spent a third of my life in this country. And those two people specifically haven't experienced any of it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how many stories you tell them or how many photos or videos you show them. They just can't. It's impossible. Their worldview is it, that doesn't fit yeah, yeah. their worldview <laughs> yeah, until they get a chance to experience it. Once they do experience it, it's a it's a complete game changer. Yeah, are they, they both they get in Saskatchewan. The entire, yeah, 
Well, that's not a very broad view in Saskatchewan. Yeah. Well, pretty limited. My uh, my stepmom, my dad, my dad used to be a president of uh, Cisco Food Service. Okay. And so, so they got a lot of luxury trips out of that job back when he was doing that job. So they've done a lot of travel, but it's all North American. Yeah. Well, they've, it's it's very sort of. That's just it. And we think we're open minded and, and diverse and whatever. But yeah. Get out of your box and see. Like it rocked their world. Shit, man. Korea rocked their world. Yeah, the, no the food, though, I was so impressed with them. How much they actually enjoyed. Yeah. Not that I didn't think they'd enjoy it because they're quite experimental with food as it is. But man, the only thing that my stepmom didn't eat was sanapji. Oh yeah, I'm mm-hmm. still. My I'm sister still ate it. She's like, not a fan. <laughs> but I really enjoy it. I don't mind it as well. I took them for uh, Nengche Dokbal, which is uh, a soy sauce mixed with wasabi, uh, cucumbers, Dokbal, and then they cut up jellyfish legs. And then yeah. they fry it, and they're sort of like, uh, they're not really crunchy, but they're a bit rubbery. Mm. But mixed with everything is such a nice texture. I wish people just didn't tell me what it was. <laughs> right. Sunde. I, I was crushing Sunday it for a incredible, year. incredible, man. I love it. I was yeah. crushing it, and they're like, oh, that's blood sausages. Like, oh, I'm going to take some time off of this one. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually, f- fondly enough, that's the thing that I just told my stepmom and my sister. I don't even know if they know what's all in it. Yeah. But I just told them it's Korean sausage, yeah, yeah, and I yeah. took them to my favorite spot to have gupap, yeah, yeah. and no we had meat. we had gupap, and we had <laughs> meatless sundae. sausage. They were ahead of the meatless trend way before anybody else. Yeah. But uh, this place is called Pyongyang Sunday, and they're huge. They're like yeah, this. But hold on, isn't that English black pudding? I think maybe, but yeah. we also have glass noodles in the ones here, right? They do kind of okay. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, lots you get all kinds of noodles and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the uh, That's yeah the biggest thing for you then going home is there's reference points like I, I lived in Africa for a bit and my sister came and my dad came but it's like always just the inside stories that we have like nobody else can comprehend even in the same arena of what we're talking about yeah and if nobody came it robs you of like all your experiences like when you go home to your buddy nobody gives a shit about your stories that's true this man. is my life and, and I, I Dude, I have crazy stories. And I think if I was in Canada and my cousin, my uncle, my brother, my whoever came home, I would have a thousand questions mm-hmm. for them. That's just my inquisitive mind. But you go home, hey, what's going on? How's everything? Good. Tell me a story. Okay. And then, okay, enough stories. Just let's talk about uh, the post office or mm-hmm. subway or whatever's going on mm-hmm. in Canada. And when someone can, can understand what you're talking about, it makes a big difference. Or you, you, you just feel... When nobody knows, you feel like an alien, man. Yeah. I, I feel so out of place in Canada. Nobody just, nobody knows what the hell we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, most of our lives, you know, when you think about it, all of us are probably at that third or, or more. Five years to half. Five years to half. I think so. Incredible. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, you know, when you go home, you feel like you're kind of running on out-of-date software. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, you're, if your human brain is like software, you're like, okay... I have to revert back to programming that I used to have and I have to think in ways that I used to think and I'm just not comfortable thinking this way anymore. And then I guess... Or is it it too advanced software? Well, part of the challenge... Like I go home and it's like, you're going to Saskatchewan. It's not far from where I'm going. Yeah. And it's like, 
Holy shit! Like everything closes at eight p.m. on a Saturday. I know, man. That's it. Like, what if you want to do something at nine o'clock? Like, what if you got to get something? Well, I or think do that something? that's the you that's don't. The difference with worldview, right? So, I think one of the biggest challenges with culture shock, which I definitely know is going to happen, going home, the reverse cult- culture shock. What do you mean you won't deliver my groceries? <laughs> exactly, hey, I'm not going right? to the store. <laughs> yeah, I think that the, the most important thing to remember when overcoming that is just like giving the grace to everyone. Uh, and and as well as yourself for feeling like out of place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feeling out of place is pretty normal. We felt like that when we came here. Yeah. We feel like that when we go home. I think that's standard. I just have to remember to let those processes. Um, I just need to be open to those processes and, yeah. and get used to it. I think that's common in everything, though. You know, when you have a disagreement with with someone about something. It's often not that you actually disagree on the fundamentals. It's normally that you're disagreeing on the language you're using yeah, or you're yeah. coming from a different worldview and you can't see their worldview, yeah. you know? And I think that most tension in our world is actually just that. It's perspective. It's not actual fundamentals. Sure. That's the number one thing I've learned since being married. Perspective is everything. We actually agree on 70 to 85% of it. You know, oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Those, you know, 90% of statistics are made up. But yeah. <laughs> I actually think that we agree on like most things yeah, absolutely. Yeah. just the way that we present it and the way that we talk about it and the, the language that we use and how it's received by other people so i think that it's going to be the same going home i want to express certain things and mm. share them but i have to understand that none of these people really give a shit yeah <laughs> that's the hardest thing for me <laughs> they care home. about you right but, yeah. I, but i love to talk and i love to share stories and tell it mm. and there's just no ears at home nobody gives a flying fuck but they yeah. and like even you. mom right like mom went, oh yeah yeah how's that how's mother-in-law how is it it's like they don't really care it's like lip service questions sure and after like the f- the first two and then it's like okay don't tell me anymore if i ask him <laughs> i'm just trying to be nice but i don't really care yeah and and, and i that i mean that grinds me because I, I gotta talk and i don't know what the hell's going on there mm. and i you know going home sometimes seems like like they're stuck in a in a frozen period of time where nothing really changed yeah and i'm like well did nothing change like you guys don't have any new story or any nothing happened in your life in five years or what have you ever seen into the wild yeah oh i've i've I read the that, book yeah. have i seen it i read the book dude the, the, he's got the quote happiness is only real when shared like um, he, he went out on his solo journey like yeah. half the mainstream i'm not getting a yeah, yeah. corporate job I want to go and you know explore the world and travel, and then he ends up dying in a uh-huh. in a in camper a, van, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then he wrote that that was kind of his last uh, his last thing. That did he freeze or star? No, he ate a mushroom and oh yeah, he ate a mushroom and then died. And they yeah, found dehydrated. Him and, yeah, mm. wrong it's, idea, man. You gotta you gotta be careful with those mushrooms. It's it's one of the you gotta know what you're eating. Go home, man. <laughs> it's one of the the best parts of of traveling and living abroad and stuff, and one of the worst parts mushrooms? because. uncle kai's mushrooms are the most dangerous be careful um no but but learning and seeing those perspectives and appreciating different and you know when you come here you feel like what foreigners at home feel or immigrants at home feel yeah for sure it gives you a whole different perspective and understanding um and most people probably prefer one side or the other Mm. or more comfortable with one side or the other but uh yeah it's part of why i love to travel to be different and experience all those different things and like I say, like when you got here or when I got in West Africa, you probably feel that, holy shit, like, am I supposed to be here? I'm really weird and different. Yeah. And then you're like, am I supposed to be at home in Canada? Cause I'm really weird and different there now. And yeah. you kind of feel that you don't fit anywhere, but you do fit everywhere. Yeah. I, I can make it everywhere, but I don't feel comfortable anywhere. And I think it's a, it's a good, a great thing and a bad thing. We're going home too with 
you know your mindset i think you're gonna probably be more successful if you're not if you don't have massive expectations like it'll just be it'll be how it was in 2013 yeah you know nothing's changed well i think hopefully uh like one of the most helpful things that i've done is right now i'm still writing a record Mm. and i'm actually working through some of those ideas preemptively because the narrative that i'm uh, writing in my record is it's the first time i've written a record from a first person's perspective Mm. rather than be uh no that's not true First person's perspective is common in records. What's Mm. uncommon is first person present tense. Okay. So speaking as if it's happening. I'm writing this record right here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I guess the the main idea is that I wanted people listening to my record when it does come out to feel like they're watching a movie, not listening Mm -hmm. to someone talk about a problem that they had okay it's a it's like a, an ongoing an, yeah. uh, it's a something that's happening in front of them as they're listening to it you talked about that last time you you wanted to have the tell the story as the as the record progresses exactly right? yeah. yeah so what's really cool about it is that um i've got 12 songs and as i've been writing it uh a lot of stuff that has been bubbling up in me is coming mm. out onto the characters i think maybe every writer would say that you know this character is the darker part of okay this character is so they're all parts of you and you have to use your own experience to make things feel real anyways yeah. so a lot of the songs are dealing with some of those things mm. but just trying to disassociate it into an actual narrative where i can weave in fiction where yeah. it can be unrealistic and real at the same time yeah. Nice. so yeah it's really good i'm i'm thankful that i've had a chance to actually think about these things like i've got one song that's actually about deciding to go home oh nice. and then uh questioning if it's even gonna be the way it was no and like literally what we're talking about beautiful. right now beautiful yeah yeah beautiful well, I, got a, I got a little anxiety not anxiety but i got a little worry going for seven weeks i mean it when you book it and you're like, oh, seven weeks, yes. And I'm like, seven weeks is a while. But always after yeah. four days, it's like, when do I go back? <laughs> so I'm like, usually it's three weeks, right? Two or three weeks. So, you know, you can see the end, but seven weeks, like that's a that's a commitment, man. A, is, mo- yeah. a month in, you're like, oh, this is when the regular one starts. <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, I wonder how much I'll love it or hate it after. But going with the mindset, dude, you this last semester, yeah, yeah. you worked a lot, dude. Sure. Enjoy it. And, and, and I mean, this time is different. I mean, I get to play with the nieces and then my sister's got five kids and I'll be at a couple different cottage, three different cottages for a week or two each. And You're going to get a kick out of so the, the lakes and the boats. and the Yeah, and that's yeah. the old stuff that I used to love about Canada. So it, it's the city stuff that might be weird or different isn't really. But I just think the seven weeks, I go, man, <laughs> we better spend lots of time at camp because uh, I might get tired of the town town life or, sure. or whatever pretty quick so yeah so anyway yeah just enjoy the things you can while you're home you know because those are the things that you actually enjoy are the things that don't change you know like family and that's the thing and, like in places you know seeing a lake that you used to go to as a yeah. kid like that or, doesn't change a weed store yeah. sure yeah. <laughs> i said as soon as we get there like where's the first weed store well, why not i'm there seven weeks this time like let's relax and enjoy man yeah. but uh yeah fishing and, and just those those quiet things. Like I don't, I don't need the rest. Mm. But I got a list of probably 150 questions for mom and dad. And I think, yeah, I finally have time to like sit and talk as adults. Not on Zoom. Not, you know, bali bali. You're going to interview your parents? Like you wrote questions out? We've got <laughs> probably 100 and something questions. Yeah. That's cool, man. I've actually never done that. Never but what, sat but, and actually thought about what to talk to my parents about. But I about. think it comes from kind of like this. Like they're not going to last forever. Yeah. I want to know like. 
I got all, oh, that's anyways, a great I got all idea, kinds of questions. Man. And we have to drive from Winnipeg to Thunder Bay, which is 750 kilometers, huh. and Thunder Bay to the Sioux, which is 900. So we got a lot of car time. Man, you've inspired me. I'm straight up going to do the same thing. We yeah. got a lot of car time. You're right. You don't have and an unlimited amount of time to ask those questions. And if you... We don't. <laughs> Damn it. I, I guess we always live in this fantasy world where everything is going to stay the same forever. And it can be taken at any time from exactly. you, Exactly. Right? That's part of but our flaws as humans. It's probably but, the only thing that gets yeah. us up out of the bed too, right? <laughs> Thinking that things are going to be fairly yeah. similar that's, the day before. Dude, when you study the the Greek classics, that's the, that's the advantage that humans have over the over the gods right that they know they're going to live forever and they envy us because of the because our life is finite you don't know when it's gonna when it's gonna end and like you said it lights the, the ambition lights the comes from ass. that yeah well like, that's those, that's those great... are those are the biggest role models for most people is is family and teachers yeah for sure um <clears throat> to, like now i'm a 41 year old dad 42 i'm 42 now 42 year old dad Man, I got a lot of questions about when they were raising us. Like, what the hell were you thinking at this point? Like, do you find when a did you lot get of your over questions it? are parenting related, or is there a pretty big mix? The whole spectrum. What's your hardest hitting question that you're spectrum. scared to get an answer for? Oh, 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 oh baby. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a whole Don't bunch. Of, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a whole bunch, of, but but I'm like now we're adults, and and that's past and it's over and it and, and it's real like what, what December you... 13 1997 were you really just wrestling in the bedroom <laughs> <laughs> but what are we what are we hiding from now right I mean yeah. you're gonna die in the next five ten years probably I mean what what's I <laughs> just my prediction we've 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 talked about it before about like the we, we talked about it as like a business idea about logging and creating like uh, instead of a digital portfolio, a grave, like a digital graves graveyard, mm. where where you would have you could go like your grandkids can go and say oh there's grandpa and you could scan it or whatever oh, and hear stories from your grandpa yo, and hear hear when he was young idea. what he used to think yeah. and so dude you have you just you just trigger a light bulb in my head but they have what? it now in Japan it's that that's where we got it from right I think in Japan they have it no we had a better one though because you have your standard like over the course of your life yeah you should answer these like basic hundred questions yeah. and then the uh well I, I got a file on it somewhere but then you have specific questions that you whoever the family wants to ask they can log in and have them answer specific questions like tell me about you know what happened in 1972 or if you know something happened to that family member so crazy um, the uh comment on yeah you guys just you guys just blew my mind yeah, yeah, yeah. um so but, but i think for this like having this digitally recorded imagine if we got in an accident tomorrow and died guys but my kids can listen to me on here for the rest of their life this I mean, is a brilliant idea though you guys just i don't know if you came up with this or you heard this somewhere else no it's genius i yeah. secretly recorded let's, stuff on my phone no let's just stuff you need <laughs> but the big problem is is getting someone to curate everything to one location right yeah honestly where is the service out there so we said like a where, life like a life oh, it's a website yeah your name.com yeah and you go there and the best things that you've done are on there and all the shitty stuff you leave off <laughs> so but so it's it's like having facebook. a facebook <laughs> exactly where your kids could log in facebook. your kids yeah. could log into your site and look at your videos look at your pictures from when you were young or whatever that you have this yeah. digital you can make it public you can make it semi-private yeah. you can make it private i think that's an amazing but way. instead so of going to a, instead of going to a graveyard imagine going to a to a no. place or online the, the memorial digital graveyard yeah. the thing that's that's so cool. yeah. but the thing was in Japan buy a was, plot of land in metaverse yeah <laughs> but the oh that's fuck that's a really good digital idea. graveyard's a bit like 
Morbid is yeah, it? Let's call what it memorial. What would be a, a, great, would be a great word for a, like a business plan up around that? I don't know. Yeah, no, that's there's definitely something there. We went on for a couple months about that. Mm, yeah. There's there's a file somewhere of like. Oh man. Thought about <clears throat> yeah. I think the one in Japan that kind of triggered the idea was you would go, and instead of having a picture, there was like a digital or there was like a, a touch screen or something where you could watch a video. And we thought like, why is there no repository for um for you know where you can have videos and and whatever and you make your legacy yeah you know what i mean you you mm-hmm. write you answer the questions your you want to answer you make your legacy you make your legacy. everyone's a legend some <laughs> digital graveyard <laughs> welcome to the fucking but I, metaverse back to, back back to you asked me about 21st the interview thing. century isn't like Buzzword. imagine how many people die and like they always say, if you could say one thing to your mom or your dad or grandpa, mm. what would you say? Don't but, look at my browsing history. <laughs> <laughs> but if, but if my you, browsing history is not a reflection of my true self. <laughs> but if you, <laughs> but if you could ask questions, like, isn't there stuff you've always wanted to ask your parents or family members or teachers or? Yes. But but, yeah, but that's absolutely. the thing. That's the thing that you can family members can ask that question, and after you're dead, who gives a shit? Like. Tell me what you did fucking when you were young, the craziest thing you did. And you write the answer to that. And after you die, maybe it unlocks and they're like, oh, my God, he did shag a goat. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like a, life, like a life log, a digitalized life yeah. log that you can always. Dude, my sister is planning on getting, I don't know if she's still planning on it, but she's planning on getting a tattoo of an actual audio wave. Uh-huh. An audio wave uh, you can scan with a phone app. I've seen that before, and you get the uh, and it's a voice. voice. And, yeah. it, and she's asked my parents to record something that she's not going to listen to until they're gone. Oh. Uh, maybe you can convert it into a QR code. That was like the idea that made me think that's a special thing that they leave you with no matter what happens. You know, people die and there could be a beef. It's not yeah. likely for them. But As a joke, it's like you're adopted. <laughs> I think you'd have Finally. to you'd have to start yeah. it with a joke, I think. My parents won't. They'll do something sentimental. Yeah, but yeah. if it was me giving it to my kid, it would definitely be like, you're not mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So hold on. Five it's not, second silence and then... It's not just like, a, hi, this is mom. It's like it links to something. It's it's um It looks like a wave file. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't yeah. think it's the actual wave of the audio. It could be, okay, okay. but I think it can be a minute long. I, you know, oh, if it was okay. an actual minute long, it would be yeah. a minute long. So <laughs> yeah. what happens is you pay some fee. This is how they scam, you know? Mm. You pay some fee. So nobody and then raises you've it. Gotta, you've got you <laughs> to keep exactly paying like. it in order to scan the thing to hear the message. Oh, so Genius. I think you're right. I think it's a better idea to get a QR yeah. code printed Wait, with I, the, I got it with the file. I got it figured out. That's Make exactly an NFT. Yeah, hide it. Yeah, I mean that would totally that, work. Yeah. Um, it but it's a really cool idea to be able to give something to someone like that. I don't know what age you would start recording it or that you could process that it might be important to somebody else in the future 50 years later that you know your great grandkid might want to know something about you or or learn or whatever but yeah i don't know what age that would start at but i think a lot of people would be interested in corona would be some cool in sharing their reflections opinions ideas whatever and just having them stored in a can we say like why does ancestry.com or 23andme not have this already built into it you should be able to Dude, put your page yeah. up on oh those oh my god listen my, if they yeah. had that they'd be making a killing my family has that dude it is like 
when I logged in for the first time, I was like, this is the most outdated piece of Which shit. Which one? Ancestry? And the, what's the other one? 23 My Heritage. Oh, yeah, yeah. My Heritage. 23 and Me is a little bit younger and a little bit more hip. But I know Those that a f- lot of the data points are fabricated. Oh, yeah? You know, it says stuff like, you're you're likely to be allergic to red meat. You're you're 63% likely to (laughs) not be able to smell daisies. I don't know. Just (laughs) random stuff like that, you know? And it's, yeah, take it with a grain of salt. Some of the stuff is really cool. Uh, Recently, we found... uh, Did you do 23 and Me? Yeah, I did. Dude, you had to go to Prometheus? Prometheus Prometheus.com or something? Is it about food? connected to food or no the a guy i met randomly at a cafe here huh. he somehow linked like your yeah 23 and me profile huh. and he gives you like another thousand things that you're that you can be that you can be evaluated on. that's interesting for five bucks one of my i'll, I'll check it out mm. one of my favorite things that i've ever done in korea is actually just getting a blood test done mm. for allergies i learned so much oh, about yeah. what's good for me what's bad for me oh, just yeah? from doing that yeah oh. well i was having such bad lung issues and it was post the trip to canada where i actually think i got covid <laughs> it was it was late 2019 so it's not super likely mm. But I'm going to be honest, I had COVID and had the exact same symptoms. I had a long three-month cough after being home in Canada oh, in shit. December. And they're actually saying... Oh, you went home December 2019? Yeah. Oh, Nate, Nate said his parents too. Oh. My entire yeah, family yeah, my, my entire family was sicker than they've ever been in their entire lives. <laughs> and since then, no one in my family got COVID. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I, Tell me, but that sounds like OG, COVID. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and oh. when I had this cough, I couldn't get rid of it. I went finally after... After two months of actually mm. coughing, I finally got the courage to go to the doctor. I don't yeah. know what it is about white jackets, but I can't handle it. You yeah. know? So I finally went to the doctor and they diagnosed me with asthma. Like you have a cough variant of asthma and mm. this is causing your all your issues. You need to take this inhaler. Mm. We're going to do a blood test to see if there's anything else we can do. And I turned out I was allergic to grass and hay, which is hilarious because yeah. my parents own a golf course and yeah. they've been cutting grass <laughs> my whole life. And like... On top of that, I have a rabbit in my house who eats grass. Yeah. So I'm around allergens 100% of the time. Oh, why can't I breathe? Like right now you have a rabbit? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I have a rabbit right now. So I am constantly around Are you going to eat it before you go home? <laughs> He's coming, man. No way. Yeah. Uh, there's, just shove it in your bag? There is only one flight that will take a rabbit in cabin. So my girlfriend's leaving actually in February, not in September. We can just have a convenient She's, accident or it ends up in a pot. Dude, <laughs> he, is, he is like our child yeah okay you know she's staying six months just to get the rabbit home no she's <laughs> got to finish her 10 years because english people don't get a pension until they've stayed for 10 years and she hits 10 years in february so she's gonna uh, she's gonna stay finish her she can get her pension back at 65 oh, fucking but you got to stay 10 years does it accrue any it does there's okay. some it's shit i mean with inflation it's going to be worth nothing but yeah. it's better to just stay there for a couple up. of months yeah exactly right <laughs> you know it will never keep up with inflation it'll uh, probably be worth you know a tenth of what it's worth today yeah. by the time that comes around but at least it's something you know yeah. it's a huge chunk of don't life. forget about it <laughs> for sure i think they actually pay it automatically oh, okay. they pay it right to her british account cool um but yeah so the only flight that'll take rabbits is finnair she's gonna fly to helsinki and then from Helsinki, she's flying to L.A. We're going to stay with a friend in L.A. for three days until her and our buddy can uh, get used to 
you know, he's, he's going to be rabbits sick. internal clock adjusting. Yeah, well, he's going to be sick, man, because yeah. it's such a long flight. They need to eat every six, like within six hours or their gut can stop processing food. They can oh, end up shit. like starving themselves to death. No way. Yeah, it's really, yeah. they need to have. You can't just throw a steak in there and just let him munch on it when he's hungry? Just all grass, all grass. So he's going to be eating the entire flight, hopefully, if he's Mm. not feeling sick. And if he is feeling sick, we've got to just pump him with meds until we get back to America. (laughs) That's awesome. And then in the trunk, my parents parents (laughs) got a place in Palm Springs. So we're going to stay there for three months when Nina gets here. And we're just going to vacation. We're going to stay down in Palm Springs. Uh, I'm going to go visit a buddy in Florida while while, uh, that happens. Wrestle a gator. And after three months, actually after two months, he becomes a North American citizen our rabbit so nice. i can take him into canada without a quarantine america has no quarantine but canada does so Holy you'd have to actually shit. stay at a facility for like I don't know, a month or something that's that's less the hoops than my wife has to jump through man yeah, yeah. definitely <laughs> huh. Gotta, what if my wife identifies as a rabbit i think that you should do it yeah come stay in palm springs but if you bunny, consider bunny, that's how many, can... many diseases are <laughs> you gotta fly through helsinki <laughs> yeah that's okay my wife yeah you're a can rabbit. she fit in the bag <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll <laughs> <laughs> get in the bag <laughs> yeah so it's gonna be a bit of a a bit of a annoying thing to get everything working but i get a vacation out of it uh it'll be cool he's gonna enjoy canada it's a very different life for a rabbit, rabbit in yeah. canada than yeah. it is in korea no, you know don't. he's an apartment dweller here can't really do anything other than that so <laughs> even even in a house in canada there's so much more stuff to explore so. no shit I had a buddy with a rabbit. He used to walk it, man. He had a leash and shit for it. Man, our rabbit yeah. is the same as a dog and a cat. Yeah. You know, he comes up in the morning. You, He sleeps in a cage at night just because he's a shit disturber. Yeah. But you let him out in the morning. He comes up to the sofa for a head rub. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he'll go to the bedroom and jump on the bed. You know, wakes, wakes up. Really? Yeah, wakes up my girlfriend. Oh. He knows when it's time for food. He never pisses or, you know, takes a dump anywhere but in his litter tray in his house. Well done. It's insane. The only thing that's annoying is there's hay around the house and that there's fur. Yeah. But he's quiet. Never makes a noise. So the thing I don't get is like airlines allow birds on planes. Airlines let dogs. Airlines let cats. Rabbits make no noise. (laughs) And they're not allowed on any airlines. So weird. uh, Do you ever read Benicula? No. Never read little binicula, no. A little rabbit that jumps out of its cage and sucks all the color out of the vegetables at night. That sounds awesome. I got it right over there. It's yours. I'll take a look at it. <laughs> let's get into the music a little bit. Yeah, let's jump into some songs, guys. That's kind of uh I was thinking One, two, when we were gonna come back here and do another podcast, you know, what were we gonna talk about? And here we are an hour in and we still haven't talked about anything the, yet. Uh, USB. It fell on the ground. What uh, what do we listen to here? So let's listen to this first song. I actually threw together just a little bit of a collection because in some ways it's a little bit of a stamp on me leaving as well. These are five songs that I really enjoyed producing. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make it a little bit, you know, Ulsan friendly. So there's a couple of groups in here from Ulsan. Uh, the first song is actually by Andy Bonington. Yes. Yeah. Going tomorrow. Go, Going uh, for a pie tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, back in 2018... So I actually worked with Andy back when he was in Temper Temper. Uh, I worked with, on a record with them, I think, in 2016. Mm. Uh, and then in 2018, Andy put together a collection of instrumental stuff um, under the name Silhouettes by the Sea. Mm. Did you guys ever hear any of that I've, stuff? I've seen it on his Facebook, possibly, but yeah, I yeah. don't know if I've heard it. So um, really great stuff. Andy recorded everything himself. Mm. 
And what what we did is he would just send me all the files mm. for a collection. Um, and then I would go through each song, mix it, and send it back to him for notes, talk together. His main idea was to have some instrumental stuff that you could try to pitch to movies and to... Uh, I don't know, TV shows and things yeah. like that. Instrumentals are really great for that where you can't really do that so well with a song. I yeah. mean, people try. You know, you listen to some cheesy TV, like daytime TV. Or... So no one told me life yeah. was going to be this way. Yeah, you catch <laughs> and, and every now and then you do hear, like sometimes you're listening to a program and you hear, I think I know this song. And then you realize it's the instrumental version or like a string version of yeah. a song that you do know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that does happen and repurpose a lot of songs, but... To actually go out and write something unique that is friendly for that type of media mm. is, it's a really cool thing. Um, I also just working on that project, I realized how much I appreciated music that didn't have a lot of words, mm. didn't have any words. Mm. And uh, this is my favorite on that record. It's called Hills. So yeah, let's take a listen to that. Oh, pause before we start this. Yeah. I'll throw in one last thing. So because it's an instrumental, I think that, you know, listening to this record, the one thing that was like common for me with all music, really, normally the singer gives you the narrative. Mm. They tell you what you're supposed to be feeling and the music as well informs that. Uh, I think one unique thing about instrumental music is people get taken to different places Mm. every single per if you look in a youtube comment section on an instrumental by a band mm. i don't know if you guys have ever heard of explosions in the sky no it's an instrumental group from texas if you look in their comments for their songs everyone has a different feeling yeah. or a different place that the song takes them to so uh listening to hills i'm just curious what that song with this song like where it takes you because okay. i've got a very specific place that the song takes me and actually i think the mix is informed by it too Okay. Which is kind of yeah unique. So let's uh, let's take a listen.
yeah about the drums in this song um Andy came up with uh, a drum part using some software, kind of like GarageBand Drummer is, yeah. a slightly more advanced version of that. Yeah. It's, I think he, he used uh, Easy Drummer or something of the sort. Hogwan Drummer. <laughs> <laughs> What's cool is the sounds in a drum program like that, um, or sorry, the not the sounds, but the performances, you can program them yourself or you can use presets. So yeah. you can use it as a starting point for ah, a song. Okay, okay, okay. The one thing that I always find with the sounds of them, especially back in 2018, they're getting a lot better, but I didn't like the sounds. Hmm. I didn't like the way that all the drums sounded so robotic. So what I would normally do, and with this is the first time I'd ever done this, I came up with this for this song, um, is I would use his drums hmm. And then I'd get him to send me the wave file, but also the MIDI file. Oh, okay. So like the digital file. Okay. And then I would convert the digital file and use my own drum sounds. Ah, the, you explained that last time you were here. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Okay. So and then I, and then what I would do, this is the unique thing. Rather than using my drum sounds exclusively, I actually used blends on this record. Beautiful. Because he liked his drums. Mm. And I liked. You said I want to piss in. I liked soup. what was. <laughs> I liked the good thing. So I liked how bombastic they mm. were, but they didn't really fit the arrangement fully. Telephone so I wanted to make sure that they still had that sort of um, meditative vibe. Mm. I wanted them to really like send you on a journey yeah. rather than being too in your face. So blending something else in and actually using part of the original drum sound made that song kind of what it is, I mm. think. Also, I mean, his guitar work in this song is the best part about this song. The The tuning on the guitar is some strange, like it's really low tuning. I don't know if you noticed the acoustic guitar. No idea. It's not normal. An acoustic oh. guitar is normally a lot higher range. Okay. It's tuned downwards. So it almost sounds like a bass guitar in some notes, but it's just the guitar. Okay. Um, what's really cool about that is because the strings of an acoustic guitar are really bright, you get a lot of bite, but you also get all this depth because of the deep tuning. That coupled with the electric guitar of that song is just, I think that that's the best song on his collection just because of the way those things marry together. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the journey for this song, it informed my mix on this entirely. So I'm curious, you said you it took you somewhere. So where where is that song for you? Um, coming back to my college after visiting home, oh. like I would have to take overnight bus and then I would get off at 6 a.m. Yeah. And then it would be like a, a kilometer of walk through just like, like there was a forest on the side and there was like fields on one side. Oh, wow. Yeah. So just walking yeah. through, getting the, the natural. Uh, yeah. And 6 a.m. there is only birds, no people around. Yeah. Fun, man. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it, that fits the name too. It's called Hills. So. Yeah. Mm. Nice. I uh I was I listened to an interview with uh, Rick Rubin. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you did you hear that when Lex. he was on uh, on Lex Friedman? Oh. Dude, he, I've never seen someone analyze uh his ability to analyze or to, like break down a song like you did. Yeah. And you're just yeah. like oh, it's so much more complex than just sitting down. Dude, it's so and, complicated. Like, that one guy has been a part of so many famous songs. <laughs> oh, Rick Rubin's in everything. Yeah. yeah. Dude, he looks like just like a big gray Santa Claus. Just, like when you look at yeah. him, you're like, oh, you might be homeless. He's like, no, no I, I've produced some of the best music in the world. For sure, right? yeah. Looking at him, you don't know that he produced Chop Suey. There's a lot no, of yeah, people yeah. that just send Rick Rubin songs to get his stamp at the end, just to make sure that it's done. Oh, oh. dude. You know, that's pretty They wild. did uh, Johnny Cash Hurt. Mm -hmm. Where, I don't know. It, it's weird that. Trent Reznor wrote that at 20 years old or whatever. Right. Johnny, Cash, it's it's made and I think perfectly for Johnny Cash, and he talked about the yeah. how they how they made it, and he mm -hmm. gives like little 
uh, kind of piece of information. When you listen to it again, you're like, whoa, this song's so wholesome, man. Yeah, it's yeah. Wicked. Well, that's the one thing. So you kind of keyed into on like what the song reminded you of. Mm. It, it's the same as for me, but it's just a different scene painted. Yeah. And I think that this song really does a good job of filling in like a memory that is quiet and reflective, mm. you know, because of the space. I think the song has so much space in it. You hear the drum. Boom, and then all the stuff in between it is like your thoughts you know? yeah, yeah. and we because there's no lyrics we have an opportunity to fill it with our own void and the void for me is literally window down driving it's a bit maybe it's i don't know if this is the right use of the word ironic but the song is called hills and i think of saskatchewan which has no fucking hills <laughs> i think of just driving from I don't know, maybe from You're thinking of Atlantis City. Morissette's ironic video. Yeah. <laughs> no, no irony? Yeah. yeah. No, it's like, uh, for me, it's just a long stretch of road with the window down and it's quiet and it's night. Dude, it was Wheat Kings for me. It's like, yeah. uh, and, and that is, I mean, if you don't want to talk about reflection, that's, uh, yeah. you know, reflecting on Canada's biggest, uh, not their biggest, second biggest now, F up by putting Buddy in, uh, oh, yeah, Wheat Kings. Yeah, they put Buddy or David Milgard there in jail. That's what the what the song's about right wow um but yeah no that's i, I felt too mm. driving along the you know in the middle of the it's definitely a quiet drive song yeah most definitely there is like a similar beat or similar guitar solo there is a version of hotel california mm. and there is a version with a guitar solo in the beginning mm. there was a like few really close there was a few songs that. that i thought i heard in there yeah and i'm like i no maybe i don't oh yeah. i it's funny when those peak up, yeah. Yeah, Weird. I was talking to one of my students today about how it, it's strange, and it, it, she told me about some sonata, and I said, "One is it Beethoven Moonlight Sonata, mm. dude? When you when I hear that song, it stirs emotion in me. Yeah, it's it's. Like, I can listen emotion. to like Metallica. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. I can listen to Metallica. I, I know why I'm getting pumped up. Uh-huh. He's yelling, and it's like a hard guitar, dude. When you turn on Moonlight Sonata. <laughs> Like it can bring you to tears. Yeah, yeah it's ego melting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's incredible. Yeah, I don't know how. Melting. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I I how really it touches you so. That's in all. That. That's all that is Indian mu- like Hindustani music is based around that thing. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like. Like Dude, I know one Hindu song. In there are more notes in the Hindu scale no, than there like, are in yeah, the Western scales, scale as well. Right? There's 12 notes. So in uh, Western scale, I think Hindu scale is no, 16 like in notes. In no? Hindu scale, there are there are 13 notes, but then there are ragas, uh-huh. which is like you take notes from the scales uh-huh. and then you form a raga, which will induce like happiness. Or like mm. there is a it's specific one scales, for, yeah. yeah, there is specific one for something to be played in the morning when you're feeling kind of low. Mm, that's like, cool. There are like infinite rock. Have you heard about, I think it's Black Sabbath, they play the dark note. Have you heard about that? I heard of the brown note, I don't know. <laughs> what the, what the brown note? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is, is that a shit note? reference? Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't get that. Okay. There's something about, there's some note, there, I don't know if it's myth actually or if it's real. I should know this yeah. just for the... 
to have the uh, the facts in my pocket. But yeah, there's some myth that there's a note that vibrates at the same frequency as like the muscles of your sphincter and causes you to crap your pants. I don't know That's if hilarious. it's actually true. <laughs> Only in Saskatchewan. Guys, we got one encore for you. This is called Shit Your Pants. Oh man, doesn't say you got your brown belt back. You're back on the back on the coffee. Hey man, I I was a bit nervous. You want a latte? I was a bit. I'm good actually. Sorry, dude. I kind of I kind of prepped myself because so yeah, I've been slowly drinking coffee again. Just I've sort of managed my acid reflux. Okay, in the yeah, last yeah. few months learning wow. what I can eat what I can't wow. eat but when Sorry, my family dude. was here yeah. just to keep my energy up I was having lattes I tried a latte one day and I'm like this is pretty good it, it's okay the milk <laughs> cut the coffee enough that it wasn't burning my throat and uh but I found this pill it's uh this is funny we're talking about this on a podcast it it's called DGL it's I don't actually know what it stands for. It's licorice root extract, but yeah. there's something removed from it so it doesn't poison you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know exactly how it all works. Is this from the Gukje Shijang there in Busan? The guy that has the moose antlers and the turtle shell? It's not the Gukje Shijang, no. Uh, I bought it on just iHerb, but this thing actually, when you take it, it causes your saliva to increase, uh, increase productivity for about 20 minutes. So oh. if I'm eating something spicy or I'm, I'm going to have a coffee, I smash one of these little pills, chew it up. And then I kind of like line my throat. So I have one of these on the car right over and have coffee and I'm totally oh, fine. Nice. Jeez Louise. I'm a little nervous, awesome. but I made it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now I've got super energy too because I don't drink a lot of coffee now. When, when I have a do. coffee, I feel like a god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, I totally fucked up on that latte. No, it's all good, man. I'll take that coffee. Do you want great. a coffee? Dude, a latte would be great. Three iced coffee. <laughs> <laughs> idiot. Uh, what a moron. All right, let's roll this next uh, next tune here. Yeah, sure. Uh, this one is um, this is another one. Actually, Andy's involved on in this song as well. It's one of the reasons why I brought it. Uh, Andy played guitar last minute. We were still trying to fill in some gaps on this song to figure out what we all needed. Yeah, yeah. Um, this song is Dark Glow by David Glover. He is South African that lived in Busan for a couple of years. He's since gone home. Um, this song has got a, a whole bunch of staples in the Busan community all over it. There's... Um, Gino Bravo, who played bass on this, sings some background vocals. There was actually a small band that, say small band, they were a normal sized band, but they only played together for a short amount of time okay. uh, called Eulalia. And David actually came to me to record as they were kind of founding themselves as a band. Yeah. And he brought them all in to play parts on it. So the bass has got Gino on it. Um, Mike Ventola is another guy that's playing some it's guitar. Italian on it. fucking stallions. Very, yeah, very oh, Italian. He's Gino Canadian Manitola. Italian guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had a last name that I could shout like that. Hey, Ventola. <laughs> um, there's a girl, Leia or Leah. I can't remember how to say her first name. That's shit of me. I think it's Leia. Um, she sings background vocals on it and she also I think she wrote a couple of songs in Eulalia as well um, she plays uh, she plays ukulele and who else we got in the band I could be missing someone I don't think I am but so um, this song actually this is the first song that I ever recorded that I actually played drums on oh nice yeah because I was learning how to play drums. Okay, okay. I had just bought, 2018, I bought my electric kit. Yeah. We kind of discussed that on a lot last podcast, yeah, how yeah. I would go about recording drums. Yeah. So this is the first song that 
was commercially viable that I actually cool. used the kit on. Nice. Um, <laughs> so uh, it was really fun for me to actually have a hand in the production because they didn't have a drummer. Their band was more of an acoustic sort of uh, MTV unplugged sort of vibe. Cool. Uh, but this song demanded drums. Yep. So we built them in. And uh, yeah, this song is a really beautiful song. Uh, it's... I actually asked all these people for their permission before I brought the songs mm. on, but this is David's story. And I didn't really know what this song was about when we started working on it. Mm. As we were talking about the, normally the lyricist gives you your, your um, directive and your narrative on, on how to produce something where with Andy's song, you know, I could kind of take that wherever I wanted because okay. I could direct the narrative. But with this song specifically, I didn't really know what it was about. I had to actually ask him, Hey man, like what is this song about? Yeah. and it was just kind of after first mix okay and like did i even get close to the mark because yeah. i had so many questions in my head as mm. i was listening to these words yeah uh, and he told me about it and he just said you know this song is about a girl that he had a relationship with in south africa and she was black and you know their relationship had a lot of tension because she and he would discuss you know big questions and I think they had some fight about whether or not he was with her for clout because he was a white guy with a black girl. So it made him more progressive. Oh, and and geez. this song is really about it's called Dark Glow. Mm. Turn the lights out, baby, if you really want to know for sure. Whoa. Yeah. And <laughs> nice. so this song is really, I, I guess it's a, in, in part, some of the verses really is kind of a reflection back onto his life in South Africa yep. and in, in kind of weaving in part of this relationship. And the chorus really is kind of reconnecting or connecting with this person and, and letting them know that like it's the real deal. Mm. And I guess the chorus is more of like a, uh, an expression of love. Cool. Uh, maybe a physical expression of love is probably the right that's what the chorus is so you'll kind of notice that when you hear it um and yeah i actually played i played a bit of piano on this song as well to fill in some gaps and <laughs> played some drums and uh everyone else in the band played their parts normally and then we didn't have enough stuff to fill out the song so i shipped the song over to andy mm. Andy played lead guitar like a monster all over this record. I had to just choose the best parts because there's so many oh, parts. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and Andy and I have a pretty good working relationship. Yeah. He did it for free, man. Like amazingly. Oh. We just traded a job. So he needed some work done. He needed Beautiful. me to do a mix. I worked on a mix for him instead. He and and in payment, he gave me this lead guitar. So Is it bigger than uh I heard Eddie Van Halen played uh Michael Jackson's Beat It? Oh really? Well, you know, I've not, I've not heard it. Beat it, beat it. Yeah, yeah I know the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've not heard well, Eddie. V that's got the the crazy, yeah, yeah. the crazy solo guitar. I honestly didn't know that he played that. Man, he played it for free. We just called him like, hey, you mind? Uh, that's mind incredible. That? Yeah, I just saw that the other day. <laughs> oh, man. Seems like Andy's Google Sounds Eddie Van Halen. There we go. Eulalia, is that a flower or an undiscovered part of the vagina? <laughs> are you on google right now because i don't know you could be telling me rather than asking me i really don't know what it is <laughs> yeah, i don't know it's something something yeah something opening Anyways. it does sound like an opening yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice all right let's uh let's fire up number two dark glow so they didn't have a guitarist david played guitar and mike played guitar and they were missing andy 
Yeah, so like Andy's a great lead like, guitarist. What, what was their what was their band if they needed drums, <laughs> piano, Andy? Like, what the hell did they bring you? They had bass guitar, two acoustic guitars, and a bunch of vocalists. <laughs> but yeah, that opening is cool. That's not it's like a, that yeah. opening of the song is like sort of like a like a chanty collie thing, you know? Man, I would his voice.
Well done. Well done. He knows what he's doing, eh? Mm. That's uh, something I'll I'll never develop in my life is the ability to to I mean to be so good at music that you can just give me something. I'll be like, hold on, let me see where I fit in here. That's incredible. That's really yeah. Great, I think that that's the best groups. Um, they make space for each other in a song. Mm. I notice that when I, when someone's really good at an instrument. Mm. It's not that they're always doing something. It's that they're only doing something when they need to. And that's really the mark of a great musician. And out of that group, the bass player in that group is one of the people I leaned on the most in the studio for, I don't know what you'd call like a hired talent or studio hand or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, session musician. Um, Yeah, Gino came in on a lot of records because I knew when I called him, he'd take three takes. Mm. He'd, He'd do one where he did too much. He'd do another one where he reined it in, and by the third one, he locked it in and knew exactly what he was doing. Uh-huh. We maybe get a couple of takes of that one, and it would be done. Cool. And awesome. uh, uh, yeah, just knowing when to play and not playing too much is so important, especially when a production is spacious and you need other things to breathe. You know. What do What do bands or group members think when you say uh, something's missing here? I got to bring in a few people. Oh, good is question. That, is that like insulting or is that... I think it's normally... No, this comes is what about, I want it to be like, but you didn't hear the other versions. Yeah, but they wouldn't hire him to... I think it I think normally that, comes through organically because the first conversation of needing something else normally comes from them. Or if it comes from me, I normally pose it as a question. Do you think this part is too empty? Mm. Do you think this part's too full? Mm. And then we can discuss that. And if they do agree with my sentiment... I mean, I'll sort of navigate people to where I'm actually thinking without saying it outright. Mm. So one thing I've had to try to like learn how to do is really Mm -hmm. just, yeah, get my opinion across, but help them understand that it's for the best. But But I I don't want to be too abrasive. Normally, I'm just saying something in a way that is easy to receive. Mm. And normally when I do that, people know that something's missing. They can play it or they can't. But they have an idea of what it should be. Okay. Ah, oh, maybe there should be piano here. Okay, let's try it. So you don't piano? think there would ever be a sense of they lost the song or not lost it, but it's not what they originally. I think that no matter thought. what, I think every person that produces a song, even if they try to do themselves, it's never what they originally thought. Mm. That's the the honest truth. Is when you work on a song, you have something in your head, and then the whole production is trying to recreate the thing in your head. Yeah. And it's like me drawing a picture. So how similar, <laughs> exactly. how similar are these guys' songs, the guys here, The Stops and Temper, Temper, whoever? Yeah. How similar are those album songs to what you would get at... At, uh, at a live show? Or? Yeah. I think that it's... Um, at this point, I think that part of our production process informs the live song now. I think that if you see The Stops live, it sounds so close to the record, mm-hmm. especially the big moments. All of the moments all stitched together, but their rough copy informs the decisions that we make in the studio. And then the decisions we make in studio later inform the, the, the live, live performance. performance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think the one big thing that, especially this band, when they came in, is when they sing live, they often would sing in unison certain parts or rough harmonies, but weren't exactly sure what they wanted to sing. Mm. And the one thing that you have to get right in the studio is locking those ideas in and making sure that they work. Yep. If you're normally singing a note that is in um, dissonance with the melody, Feels. you don't notice live so much because you're just in the vibe. You're yeah. in the stew of the live environment. You don't really notice it. And once the moment passes, you never hear it again. So you don't notice to correct your mistakes. 
but on a recording, Absolutely. you hear that wrong note over and over and over again. You can't get it out of your head and it ruins the song. Yeah. So in that way, I think that's when the production informs the live show. But as far as adding parts, I don't think I've ever... Mm, I wouldn't say never, but there have been the odd time where we would produce something and someone said, this isn't what I imagined. Mm. And in a situation like that, it's, you know, you took a shot, you did your best. Um, but normally, if it gets to the point of the song's finished and then you get that feedback, we went wrong a long time ago with our communication skills. Mm. So we normally know once we've recorded it whether this is going in the right direction or not. Mm. If you're at mix and someone says what the heck there's synthesizers in this song <laughs> then you've obviously done a terrible yeah. job communicating but but yeah good question man um that's uh I, it's one of my favorite things actually when someone comes in and they're ready to just explore those ideas but they're also i like when someone's well enough have have thought about their music well enough to know that they don't want something or that they do want something mm. specific okay. David with this song. I was going to say, otherwise you got to be like almost like a coach or a teacher. Yeah, because... Like and, at what point they got to pay extra? Like, hey, and you got to hey, be man, sensitive to... You like, just give me this thing. You don't even know what the hell you want. I got to... Sure. <laughs> you got to be sensitive to the, you know, what what things are they going to be interested in yeah. being in production-wise. Absolutely. I actually send people through uh, kind of homework before they come to the studio. That's what you yeah. said last time. Yeah. yeah. And questioner. it's because of getting it wrong yeah. with people that I had to learn how to get it right. And it's all it is, is just coming up with a communication channel where knowing what you're doing is going to lead to the result that they want. Yeah. So like this song, maybe, um, I don't know if you ask David, I think he, he loved his experience in the studio. Yeah. I, I think he really loved this record. I think he still loves this record a lot. It's one of my favorite songs I've ever produced actually. And uh, I imagine most artists would love an infinite amount of time to explore every possible idea. Mm. When it comes down to it, it's imp it you can't. Yeah. You really can't. And having someone kind of push it forward, like my job to just get it to a final product, helps kind of rein in the ideas. Sure. Yeah. And Andy being on this record really sealed the deal. Once they heard the guitar on it, it was like the tiger yeah. mom of, it's done. Mm. of music production. Yeah, there we go. Can also, I it's connected to him deeply with his personal life events, right? So uh -huh. it might not matter that much when you start suggesting right. about like actual music production if it connects him to that feeling then probably he'll be happy sure. right i think so yeah and something like the piano tinkling in on the second verse it's sparse you know it comes in with a couple chords and then when he continues his dark glow mm. it's just doing one note bang mm. bang like it's super simple it's the kanye west approach to mm. playing piano yeah. it's really just song? playing a couple of notes to fill in a couple of gaps, it's not doing anything special. Yeah. Because I'm not a great piano player. But <laughs> what's that Kanye song? Uh, what is that one? He just plays like one note. For yeah. And then seconds. the whole production comes in, right? Yeah. yeah. That's actually what inspired my idea for the piano for this song. Uh -huh. so, uh -huh. Yeah. What's number three? Purple coat. Number Purple four. coat. Okay, so this is really fun. So the last two productions that you guys have heard, those productions are both. Uh, there's a lot of space in those productions, but there's a lot of things happening. There's drums, there's guitars. You know, the last one has vocals as well, a ton of vocals. This song uh, is by Chad Butler. It's a real stripped down song. It's in its origins. It was a ukulele and a dude singing. Okay. Uh, and his voice is, is um, it's, what's the best way to describe Chad's music? It's got a lot of guts. And... Because there's not a lot happening in this song, 
he fills the entire song with his emotion and that's the really thing that drives this song so i use a couple every song that i produce i use a reference to help me get where i need to go and i use a lot of um for this song i used a lot of roots country or kind of outlaw country to reference this song cool. i wanted some dark reverbs i wanted really bold deep nice voice johnny cash style stuff yeah, right yeah, yeah. and um this song just turned out to be just amazing and this song underneath it because the the ukulele is such a thin instrument i ended up building in um what it is is actually it's a i think it's a plucked double bass Okay. You know, like a stand-up bow, bow, bass. Bow, bow, yeah. But then I roll with an equalizer. I rolled off all the top ends, so you don't hear the actual finger on the string. Okay. You just get the oh, okay, okay. Uh, of the bass. So you know, in a small speaker environment, you won't really hear it. But what it sounds like is that the ukulele has got a bass guitar mm. kind of built mm-hmm. into it or something. You know. Wow. So uh, between those two instruments and the vocals and the reverb, this song—that's all it is. Mm. But what's interesting about such a sparse production is that any little mistake is is entirely visible and i actually think that these songs are harder to to produce than full spectrum let's go balls to the wall let's let's throw everything in the kitchen for mistakes or Mm. unnoticeable exactly vocals vocals have to be perfect Mm. and if not perfect they have to send message you know then we talked about that tuning vocals last time does it ruin a production or does it Mm. make a production well here's a song where if i overdo the vocals on the song you lose the emotion so this song is so fragile that i probably only tuned half the notes i probably only tuned the ones that needed to be there but yeah you can have a listen to this and just feel it um the production really is just about the emotion and a little story for this song um chad had a, he's a videographer for the Navy, a filmographer and a videographer for the Navy. Why? And uh, he actually came into the studio and met me online because yeah. just my yeah, s- yeah. studio site came in. We became such close friends. He's back in Philly now. Um, but his idea for this song, it was it was the uh, it's about a relationship. Um, but he had a great video idea that really puts the visual of this song in place. Okay. And his idea is to have a camera sort of just really tight shot of his face lying on something you don't really see what it is but it's like it's the floor of maybe an apartment complex but you just see his face and the whole song the camera is just slowly coming away from his face to show more of his body and uh it's also cutting throughout the song to this girl walking through this city and she's wearing a white coat but the song's called purple coat yeah yeah. and uh you're like what the hell is this song about and it's in New York, set in New York, walking through the city. This girl's walking through the city. This camera's panning up from his body. And, like, it gets to the point in the song, there's this moment where on screen you start to see, like, red blood, like, shooting up from it. And through the song, the girl's walking through the city. She ends up in this apartment. She mm-hmm. goes home to this apartment and she's there. And she's in the kitchen. She grabs a knife. It looks like she's going to make dinner or something. Yeah. But then she, like, you just see this body and there's blood coming up, right? Oh. And she's he's being gutted by this woman oh like not metaphorically oh actually being gutted by it so the purple coat is because there's so much blood on that white coat that it changed to purple so a great video idea like sort of like b list horror film idea for a music video i don't know if he he didn't end up shooting this music i really think he needs to do it because with the way that the emotion of the song is informed Mm. it's a really hard song to actually have a very serious video because it's such a like emotional song i think that 
if you had that same emotional video, it would maybe come across a bit cheesy to some degree, but having a really intense video like that, you can connect with the song on a completely different level and it still fits yeah, the yeah. song. It's just a metaphor of the video, yeah. you know? But yeah, have a listen. Purple, purple coat, Chad Butler. so long since I've seen your face I don't remember the color of your eyes See, the only thing burned in my mind Is the day that our hearts die And I still think of you fondly In those New York City lights Your hands in the pockets of that purple coat Light. Running away is easiest When it's yourself you're trying to find But you did it all so quickly now Didn't have time to react To the deep cut and the slow death That inevitably would ensue Still hard to imagine all the blood that's covering you Pain is now a part of us We'll bear it till we die Just trying to move on from it And have a normal life I could find myself a pretty girl To help fill in Cracks. If I could just stay sober long enough Oh, maybe I would try that And I still think of you fondly In those New York lights Hands in the pockets Of that purple coat you liked Those are the ones that connect the most, right? Yeah, and I think that especially maybe when I was a lot younger, I was writing songs. There's two phases. When I first started writing songs, I was writing songs that were very personal, but I had no fear. I don't know what it is about, mm. you know, late eight, late teens, early 20s. Where you just Undeveloped brain. Yo. Underdeveloped brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're so like, anti-fragile because our brains just don't... I mean, I was anyways. Yeah. I was way more anti-fragile than I was in my mid-20s. You don't want and to then be in, safe, in the right? mid-20s, I felt like everything that I was doing was interpreted by everyone around me. And now as you Being hit analyzed, 30s, yeah. I'm starting to realize that no one cares enough to yeah. overanalyze you but yourself. The, I thought it funny. I don't know if we talked about it before, but... Um, when people analyze like uh, like Nirvana lyrics oh, yeah. or something, and people are like he means this or he means that, yeah, yeah. and then you hear like Dave Grohl speak about Kurt's writing style. Like he just wanted like the simplest shit ever, yeah. no meaning behind it. Like it yeah. was just that's whatever he said. That's what he there. There's no deeper behind story. Yeah, a bit nihilistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just it's meaningless. All of yeah. these songs are meaningless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that's funny. It's, it's all, it's also true about art, right? Like 
someone just does something stupid and then people are like oh but it says so yeah. much about our culture and economy and shit like that Jackson Pollock <laughs> splashing shit all over I think it's really that's going to be the one challenge I think with going forward with my record when I do put it out is because I do have a specific narrative I'm trying to sell mm. not to get too attached to people not understanding it or not mm. following it completely because people are gonna in the end people like two songs on a record yeah. you know or they find three or four songs but you know I think I come from a generation where we listen to albums. Oh, I just yeah. met. I was just asking people about this. Like, when's the last time you sat down, listened to, you know, front to back, listen yeah. to an album, dude? It's it's the way I consume music. I don't know if it'll yeah. ever change. That's for Rocks me. It's the mine was always the top albums. songs and the song after. <laughs> whatever the big songs were and then whatever song came after always became a favorite because yeah yeah sure because you had it all the time but and isn't it weird when you hear a song when you're used to that progression and then you hear a song outside of that you know you hear you're used to this song and then this song and then this song but yeah. when you hear it out of the order it yeah, messes yeah, with your brain right. yeah like dark side obviously probably the best you, you can't just pick out like oh awesome no well yeah, yeah, yeah. and in and, dark side when you when you start the album yeah. you're like oh we'll listen to this for a bit you consume the whole thing yeah, yeah you yeah, don't sure. sit and listen like maybe just Redemption. the a side or you're something. not you're yeah. not taking that you gotta turn it off halfway exactly zeppelin yeah. 2 has been my again very yeah. cliche but it's uh it's been my go-to for the past little while so good mm. it's so good i don't know there's every I've you know I originally heard the songs just on the radio but when you put them together like holy shit this is a man to throw back to the thing that we were talking about earlier too and this is what's so cool about music is it's Mm. so personal Mm. we're talking about worldview we're Mm. talking about your framing and the way that and like I can understand the way that you just described that Mm. the way that you feel about it even though I don't feel the same way about that record like I like that record but the way that you feel about that record yeah. is unique to you Absolutely. and like you expressing it is you like sharing that world that that view of the way yeah. that you look at the world and like when you te- when when you tell someone that you like an album mm. or a song it says a lot yeah. it's a window into how you think yeah. or how your your body i guess it's it's a window into how your like essence reacts to things yeah know what triggers it it's it's a it's a special beautiful thing to hear what people love you know yeah, we have the endless debates at home what's the best hip album but it comes down to like where were you when you heard that or you know where were you in your life when you heard that yeah album like i don't know day for day for night awesome mm. but probably their uh in violet light was like you know hit my stride at the end of high school and they dropped that and it was like I don't know if, if they're my favorite tunes, but I associate that album with like wild end of high school. Oh man. Times. That's it. <laughs> you know? And there's records like that, that if I think most people that appreciate music have those records oh, for me, I've got a couple of those ones as well. And they're indefinable to anyone else. Yeah. It's an ineffable thing to describe it. But the one uh, amazing thing is I think most people that like music have that. And every and across culture, yeah, yeah, you know, they have that same thing. And I actually what about what that. about kids these days? No, one, like I think these it's all one hit wonders, and and there's like there's maybe they'll look back in thirty years and they'll remember using TikTok or they'll remember. And the I don't even think I don't even know if people buy albums anymore. Like young people buy albums, just stream them. Yeah, like I think of the Korean groups, and I think, man, their albums are like five songs. Yeah, seven songs. Like, huh? But they're Where's making like, it for a for a, a different market man that's Me, just yeah. it's not it's not I that we're know, better though. like some of the modern musicians still i don't know i still consume like albums. ed sheeran i listen to, yeah. to the whole album if we're cruising and the kids want something easy going 
put on the whole Sheeran album, no problem. I love a Mayer record. I'll listen to John Mayer oh, records. Dude. I used to, oh man, I was such a jackass. Like, what the f***? Like, just writes all these f- these songs and like for to try and bang chicks then you listen to him like wow this like the most talented guy in the world <laughs> and like, it's he's just really good it's not yeah. you know in some ways some of his lyrics are cheesy some of his stuff, no but it's deep but, it's but deep man it's 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 something about those songs that you realize that he's just never cared about whatever other people think yeah you know yeah. to make songs like that and to be one of the world's best guitar players Dude. i think he is you know he's, people always point to metal guitarists or certain people yeah. and i just i listen to john mayer and he just sings from his fingers yeah it's yeah, I mean, it's beautiful it's incredible yeah uh, video <laughs> from Vox about how that thing is changing the music industry. I don't uh, know if you saw it. So people are getting famous by making like uh, beats on TikTok. Ah, uh, yeah, catchy like stuff. Make, yeah, if, if they make catchy stuff. Well, that A B C D E F. Like that's a TikTok song for sure. But what's happening now is those people actually have their own albums and like their past music. So it's a different way. So what what happens is you get a lot of transfer from TikTok. They search that song on Spotify. And now those artists are like one third of the top 50 playlist worldwide. Spotify goes to them. And since they start getting that audience, now people start listening to their like actual album music. So it's like giving someone a little bit of crack and then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and you know they're going to come back Just to you you know you need something that's uh, really addictive and, yeah. and, and catchy yeah, right and once it catches like the entire like uh, record deals and stuff that's yeah. interesting yeah I, I used to like i remember buying i don't know why this one sticks out my head green day insomniac sure yeah dude buying that opening up the the art inside i miss the, the experience of oh, opening man, it records yeah. it wasn't the sunrise. best Oh, do you guys have Sunrise Records? We don't. We had HMV. HMV, okay. We used to go to Sunrise Records, grab the, you know. That was the place like your hair shop. The hair shop where all the tattoo and piercing guys came Yep, work. exactly. HMV. You're right. Yeah. They were the first, like, if you want to see nose rings and oh, that's long, yeah. long hair. HMV was like cool, 10 dude. years ahead yeah. of everybody else. For yeah. sure, yeah. I mean, that, that was the only place you can get a job at that time. I, I found so <laughs> many great records from HMV. They used to have a deal that was $9.99. If you bought three records, you got each of them for $9.99, something yeah. like that. Columbia I, House. Columbia House. I picked <laughs> up, um, was it Matthew Good's Beautiful Midnight? Have you guys ever listened to Matthew yeah, Good? Yeah, Because he's Canadian, guys. Yeah. So not a lot of people have heard of him, but honestly, that record changed my life. And it's confuse him not and Dave popular, Matthews. you know? A little different. <laughs> Their music is very different. I think he's a bit, he might be schizophrenic, you know? Yeah. I've seen him live and he's a nut job, but his Dude, music is incredible. Little, he looks a little wonky, on, even on his videos. Like yeah. He's, he's intense. Yeah. yeah. He, he is, is his intense. own bass player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he's, uh, yeah, Matthew, good. Stop me. Oh, no, what's the time bomb? Uh, time yeah, hello, time, time bomb. bomb. Hello, yeah, yeah. time, ready to go. Yeah. yeah. Such a good song. Yeah. What's the next one? Yeah, let's go through one more. Uh, we got two more, actually. The next one is a little bit of a change-up. Uh, I mean, I brought, I put this one on the list of the five because I've given you guys a couple that kind of have that sort of chill vibe. And I wanted to Future bring one life. that kind of showed a little bit of what else I've done in the studio. And there was a really long period where most of the records I was cutting were hip-hop or R&B. So this sounds like a Justin Timberlake yeah, uh, yeah. future love. So this is this is by the artist Jamar Mal, uh, Jamal Marvel, and uh, his actual name is Derek Smith. He's a friend of mine now, but he was uh, American Air Force. This is funny, man. This happened a few times where mm. military people that were also creatives would 
find my studio. He lived um, near Seoul. I, I don't know exactly which which base he was at, but he would come down for a weekend. It started out he'd stay in a hostel, and yeah. then by the end, like you know, he was with us for dinners. We'd go hang out after. Nice. We just yeah, he became a really close friend, and uh, he is just an insane musician mm. but he doesn't play any instruments he would find some instrumentals online that were kind of incomplete so he might come to me with a piano mm. or might come to me with with like the main instrument but he knows there's something and he'd, can... ri- he'd write everything he'd yeah. have he'd have the melody he'd have the harmonies he'd have the rap parts he'd have a top line part so he thinks of himself as an artist i don't know if i maybe describing this sounds but when he would talk about a part he would talk about it as if it's a different version of himself okay he's like i'm gonna do that mariah carey style thing so he'd go into falsettos and do like high vocals and it's like he's a different person and then he'd rap and he's like another person and then he'd do like a a lead vocal (laughs) it really felt like that man it did feel like having five bodies in the studio when you listen to the song this is this song to me is the greatest expression of that diversity because he goes from really high vocals to um rapping stuff to a, a, a full spectrum and then that top line thing coming in you'll hear this mariah carey inspiration in mm. it so i really through derek i started to really appreciate um r&b and became an avid listener for a couple of years just because i started working with him and i needed reference material mm. and then i just deep dove on awesome. r&b so yeah this song is a very uh big departure from the last few that you listened to but some of my favorite production is actually in this genre because with hip-hop and with R&B, you can do a lot of cool technical things mm. that can kind of get in the way of productions if they're meant to be more organic. Mm. But in a, in a song that's more like this, you can do delay throws or you can do really interesting chopped up stuff mm. so it sounds like more sampley or more interesting. Yep. Um, and it suits the genre really well. So yeah, there's a lot of production on that I'm really proud of in this song. So this song, we made the bass in my studio. I believe that we built the drums and all of the vocals we cut those in the studio and edited and and mixed all those in and cool. everything so yeah this is Check the four, four page. page letter that's it
Our children were born in a world where all skin tones are beautiful. I hope we bought in and I rent it. I hope we own shit and ride in it. I hope my secrets are your secrets. You like my bestie, plus I can dive in it. You are my friend, I don't got many. Nah, baby. You think you're thin, yeah, you rock with me. Nah, baby. You fight this dark shit inside of me. And I'm in love with you until This is dedicated.
It would have been cool to come and just sit down in the studio for a day and watch you work. Yeah. Oh, just man. to see some of the processes or the mixing or whatever. Yeah. Some of those ideas when they come up, it doesn't feel like it's you that's doing it. Yeah. I don't Call know. When, the muse. Yeah, when you're yeah, in that flow yeah, yeah. state, sometimes it's something comes out of you and you never could recreate it the next day if you had to mix Two that song. It would, deep, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. My process Snort used to be licorice. just a, a really strong coffee and then being left alone. And yeah. before I'd actually mix, I couldn't do any left brain activities because yeah, yeah. I, could, I couldn't mix with a left brain. Yeah. So I'd actually do all my mix prep the night before. Yeah. So before bed, brush your teeth, I'd actually export all the files from an, from an editing session. Yeah. So every time I'd work on a production, I'd do a recording session. Mm. And then I would uh, edit in that recording session. Mm. And then I would actually export every single file mm. as an audio file. So I'm no longer dealing with instrument files or MIDI files or anything okay. like that. And I would export them into a completely new session. And that session was laid out exactly the same every single production yeah. so i have a folder for all the vocals and then i can plop the vocals in where they need to oh, go okay, okay. and all the drums and yeah. if it didn't have drums i'd mute that channel and hide it and i'd color code everything the night before and by yeah. the time i sat down everything looked exactly the same and i didn't have to go hunt for anything yeah. everything was named the same nothing's nothing's worse than like all right i'm ready to go i just got to do these 20 <laughs> menial tasks <before laughs> exactly yeah, yeah, and then you never the start yeah, yeah. yeah man yeah. exactly so yeah. once i wake up in the morning have that coffee mm. sit down Bam. game time yeah yeah four hours later you got the song yeah. what it's gonna be uh and and some of those little moments have a chance to peek out yeah absolutely because you've got all the other crap dealt with that's yeah. uh that's that's wise words of wisdom even with this year i mean i'm, I'm not mm. doing any deep thinking but now after this is done i'll do all the uh uh, what do you call it? like take out the background noise oh my gosh yeah imagine if you had to think about how loud we were talking in the mic as you were talking and you know <laughs> oh, dude, no. dealing with the technicals and adjusting oh, everything i on do the, fly. the three or four different things and then yeah. when i'm ready to edit it's like okay just open it up the yeah. file's ready to go i know yeah yeah that's the, great got the same feeling all right we're on here we got number or it's titled number 11 you said save the best for last What's yeah, well, I just wanted to kind of end on an Ulsan note, and I also wanted to end on this is the last song that I produced in my studio. Ooh! So um, this is the bus stop, train stop. This is the train stop. Yeah. So nine seventeen is the time that the train from Ulsan to Busan. Yeah. The KTX. Yeah. Arrives at nine seventeen in the morning, okay, Ulsan, okay. and it comes to Busan. Yeah. So the song's called nine seventeen. Um, the stops, the Ulsan's stops, uh, would hop on the nine seventeen. Yeah. They'd come to Busan and record on Sundays for. For months, man, and they became an extended family, a piece of our house. You know, we we really loved having them in our presence for as long as they were around. And you know, Luca's gone now, and yeah. the band is is finished now. And um, I just couldn't think of a, of a better group to close out my recording career with. Yeah. I'm going to be doing my own record, obviously, as well. But to actually commercially produce something for someone else and to end on this in Busan before I actually get operational again in Canada. Yeah. Um, so this song has got a lot of a lot of meaning personally for me in that sense. And, I, and, and for the band as well, because this is... It was the end of the line for them as well. Yeah. Um, and production-wise, I think this is the fa my favorite song I've ever made. Sweet. Uh, I would... I, think that i like my songs a lot but i i don't have the same perspective because 
I'm I'm too close to my own songs to appreciate them mm. as much as I can appreciate working on someone else's stuff. Yeah. I guess it's that forest for the trees feeling, you know? Yeah. If you really put everything into your own thing, you lose perspective. What was nice about it, I didn't have to write this song, right? Mm. <laughs> These guys. Yeah. And actually, this song is pretty cool because we worked through a lot of songs with the stops. I, I don't know how many songs we ended up doing total. One, two, three, six, seven. I think five. Let me count. This is the fifth song, I think. Mm. And um, yeah, the other songs that we worked on, they already had everything the way it kind of was. We adjusted maybe the odd thing. Oh, that chord, let's make it this way instead of that way. Okay, let's move it up the neck instead of here so Mm. it fits better. But their songs were done. They were a a practiced band. They'd worked together. They knew what they wanted. We'd flavor it out a little bit in the studio. But this song, in a lot of ways, came together in the studio. Cool. So... Some of the decisions in here. You're in this song, aren't you? Yeah, I'm actually singing in it weirdly. You're singing it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got some background vocals in this song. Um, there's a thing that we do with lead vocals is we layer them out. So yeah. if you want a chorus to sound a little bit bigger, but people not notice what's happening, yeah. you can record a single file of a vocal singing and it'll sound natural. But if you have a big chorus with guitars and stuff, the vocal can get lost. Mm. And it doesn't have a lot of body because everything else is screaming for your attention, especially okay. in a rock song. So uh, in this song, in the chorus is uh, Patrick smashed the chorus and I decided to come in. It's really high up and I can do falsetto pretty. I'm OK at it. Put your nuts in a vice. And <laughs> yeah, go. just just really One go up crank. high. Ah! <laughs> and, but Patrick can do this on his natural voice. I can't even get close to it. Wow. So. Um, I, I, you know what? Actually, I think I did maybe try to go full voice in parts of this. I don't know if I did the whole thing, but <laughs> anyways, yelling nine seventeen. Yeah, the exactly. It's beautiful song, like, nine seventeen. Just ruining the whole thing. Anyways, and then put some <laughs> delay and reverb on. It sounds great. <laughs> yeah. No, so <laughs> basically doubling the vocal exactly, uh-huh. singing in the same sort of way as the lead singer, okay. and then panning those left and right while the lead is in the center. Okay. And then what you do is you actually roll off the high end EQ from the edges, so you Whoa. don't hear a lot of the s's and the t's and the nuances and what it does is it gives body to the lead vocal without taking away presence so you get music so you deep. get body oh you get body to, to a lead vocal and emotion and punch that was it was there but it got buried in all of the other how production do in, how do you consider so many factors when you're no kidding when you're when you're producing something jesus christ man honestly That's incredible it, it's it's I've never, knowing the yeah. end goal the end goal is yeah so far from when you're starting but every single progress is made in small amounts not in big leaps and bounds people that start mixing they think that one move is going to make their song great Mm. buy this plug-in if you buy this plug-in your masters are going to be amazing like it doesn't work like that it comes down to like a little decision made on a sunday afternoon to do something in the song that everyone thinks is a vibe and then you go for it and then you get to mix and it works or it doesn't work there's been stuff that we've done that we think is great in recording and you get to mix and it doesn't fit the vibe oh. and you've got to take it out and it's actually the right thing for the production kill so your, kill your babies yeah the, you've, yeah, you've got yeah, to kill yeah. your best ideas sometimes yeah. to let the things that are important shine mm. through but this yeah. song honestly man it's i think it's special the the amount of my drum production peaked at this song I, okay. I i feel like i had a better handle on low-end relationships because you've got to negotiate space mm. mixing is a puzzle Yep. And if you've got too many puzzle pieces that are the same shape, same frequency, 
the puzzle doesn't fit together. Mm. So you've got to find a way to carve out space for each thing to work. And honestly, by the time my I reached this song, I'd done so many things. Like working on hip hop, for example, gave me the tools I needed to make bass and drums fit together really yeah, well. Man, that's yeah. Bringing it to a rock song and then saying, okay, like I want a rock song, but I want there to be some love in the low end. Yeah. So like yeah. that's where my style started to really become born. Is that you know I like mixing hip hop and R and B. I love listening to rock music. I love <laughs> deep music. I love music with space and emotion. Yeah. So how do you bring all those things together to what is your style? You know, and often it's just a production technique that you learn along the way yep. that ends up informing what your sound ends up being. Yeah, so man. this song is really it's a culmination of kind of all of my experience and getting being blessed to do it with a group of guys that nice. are just you know great musicians Sweet. and incredible songwriter what a leader yeah um, a... 917 my favorite let's let her rip
What a memory to have. I mean, Finish. for those guys to to disband and, and have that left and be able to always yeah always have that as a keepsake. That's the one thing that I love about producing music is you're that you're to bring it back full circle. You're that stamp yeah for for some people in their lives. And there's, you said about music or movies yeah. or whatnot, and they're the stamp for me too. You yeah. know, like um, the studio really is just it's the it's the best way for me to express my own creativity mm. without having to overthink it by doing your own product, mm. having people come to you and actually share what they're passionate about and then be able to like give them a product in the end that they're happy with. It's funny. We say product and we say record and it's just so much more than that. You know, yeah. friendships are forged in those moments. Yeah. You meet these people that you know we don't understand each other when we first meet yeah. maybe and by the time you finish a record if it's a song maybe not so much but if you finish a record with someone like you know them absolutely they become family man underground yeah. tracks family you know and every single artist that i've ever done a record with you know i just they're all over the world now because that's the way uh, korea is yeah. you know you make a friendship and then see you later see you later so <laughs> but i really i really look forward to once the opportunity to be able to explore the world at some point. Once you cash out that Bitcoin and retire. <laughs> exactly. I'll be uh, I'll be on the nine seventeen one day. Yeah. No doubt. For sure. The yeah. uh, what the fuck is that? It's been yeah, it's for like half an hour. Yeah, it's been doing laps on your coffee <laughs> cup there for a good. The uh, that's awesome, man. I think that's something here too. You, I mean, you sit down for two hours. We had that Balvinder there. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen or heard this guy. We sat down for an hour and a half, and you're like, "Oh, I know everything about you." Like, I feel if yeah. I saw you on the street, I could stop and, and have a a twenty minute chat, not just a stop and chat, like a, a yeah, deep yeah. Uh, deep conversation. Yeah. Is it good? It's, it's good. good I think that that's the one. That's the most important thing about you have to choose what you spend your life doing. We all do. Yeah. We have the finite amount of time to figure it out. I don't think that there's anything more important than doing something that gives you that feeling. For we talked about passion. it last time. Yeah. You actually, when yeah. you said it, I had forgotten the word, but it's icky guy. And it really is. It's just so important to be able to, to find all of those things in the same 
field yeah. even if you're not getting paid like crazy or you're not all that matters that matter. it fills yeah. those spots yeah. you know because we need those spots everyone needs them so but, uh, modern society we value or lean more towards the what's gonna what's gonna get you paid but i don't know man i think the fulfilled life like you said is it doesn't it, it's a balance it's an artist it's a balance yeah. of all of them yeah. and, that, and that's i think the some of the better uh forward-thinking schools are kind of that find your passion schools yeah. Your math score is not the end of the world. Yeah. Find what you're good at. Find what you love to do. Mm. Find what makes you tick. And I think that's kind of more of the focus that's needed everywhere. I think it's really encouraging to know that, like, if you don't focus on the result at the end, if you focus on, process. if you enjoy the grind, yeah. if you enjoy the process and you enjoy the moments, that end result happens. Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, finance. Unfortunately, I think that a lot of people are getting the process taken out of it, and it's just get rich fast, get slim yep. fast, get and it's it's unfortunate. Yeah, if you want to be slim, you should love exercising. You should love right. the opportunity to have time to clear your head and go for a run. If you love making money, I mean, I think that that's an empty route, you know, unless unless making money. It's business building and relationship bus- building. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. But it's do what you love. And if you love it that much, it'll bring you money. I agree. And especially because like, you'll be good at it. Now, you love it. like when you're competing with others, if you are not that person, someone who actually loves it more than you will excel. At you're 100% yeah, that's right. What I tell my students like, hey, if you're not doing this, everybody else is. So yeah. you're just taking yourself out of the game. Hold on. If you don't know exactly, exactly what you want to... Dude, the, back to, I mean, your album featuring A.W. Yeah, oh, all yeah, All those yeah. songs featuring A.W., which is Alan Watts. He has the best, he has the, the best um, two-minute clip on, like, follow your passion. He said, like, I got a lot of undergrads. You've heard it before. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of undergrads who asked me, what should I do? And I tell them, just do what you like doing. And if you become a master at it, eventually enough people are going to there's someone in the world who wants to know or wants to learn from you and mm-hmm. you'll be able to make a living but it's not always that. yeah it is how long does it take until you can reach that point is most people's problem i guess right yeah it's not I, it's not practical because they said if you really want to know what makes people happy ask them what job they would do or what they would do if money was not an issue no mm-hmm. that's that's his thing that's, that's a great okay. question to ask what, people. what would you that's, do that's what i'd be a writer then you should be a writer yeah. Stop your job and you should be a writer. But how do you hold over until you you master your practice enough that it can bring you? But the, I, but the idea is yeah. like the slow transition out of it, right? To eventually, like a right. butterfly eventually but that's, throwing its wings. Yeah, when you want to know if people are ask them, what would you do if you didn't, if money didn't matter? If you could pick any job and if they say this one. That's the Alan Watts thing. Yeah, yeah then you yeah. know they're happy. What makes you tick? That's He's a really that, yeah. good. That's a really good question, and I think that maybe that's these are the types of questions that when you frame a day like this, when you wake up in the morning, and you actually frame your day, rather than just mindlessly getting in the shower or mindlessly making a coffee. If you want to have better relationships, wake up in the morning and rate your relationships out of ten. Hmm. How's my relationship with my girlfriend? Well, yesterday was a six. That's yeah. on me. Should be better. Yep. Let's make it a ten today. Yep. You know, how's how's my work life right now? What do I, what do I want to be doing? Yep. How many hours did I do that today? Yeah, just just actually committing yourself to the process is so yep. key, and not focusing on that end result because it's it's okay to have ambitious goals, but ambition, sh- or sorry, goals should be unachievable, almost delusionally unachievable. Yeah, 
but progress should be so small. Yeah. Incremental. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. And and if you reward yourself for for that incremental progress, mm. that goal eventually gets chewed away at. And eventually you're there. And then you're like, actually that's not the that's, goal. That's the me, goal is yeah. so much further. Yeah. That's me now kind of with the with the masters. I remember two and yeah. a half years ago just being like opening the first file uh-huh. of, like masters. Like class one. Right. And then you see it slowly. All the modules. Like, oh, here here we go, man. And now we're at the at the end of the line. And that's uh, I mean, in a in a society now with instant uh instant rewards. Everyone yeah. wants that like you just said, instant everything quick. Dude, like delayed gratification. It's not, so important. Yeah. You know, imagine huge. imagine you're playing the video game of life and someone's just like you could rosebud this whole thing and have everything you want. The game stops being fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, the, the thing that makes life and grind mm. and you can't enjoy something unless you work for it. I'm you convinced. Listen, <laughs> you ever listen to Pursuit of Wonder? Nah. Oh, dude, he's got he's got a ten or five, a couple ten minute story. Like he he does it through a narrative, uh. and he explains that like Johnny was a young boy and I he grew I'm, up, and, yeah, and then he ends up like you know created he became so smart and like this all-knowing ai and he like creates his own universes and then in the end he just ends up going back to like a a very random life Ah, that's another alan watts one Mm. like if you could go to sleep and and your sleep was 80 years it's Mm -hmm. like you can do all the fantasies whatever you want but in the end you're gonna wish just to have a random life yeah you you don't want you don't want anything that's predictable yeah more the more uh, the less predictable it is, the more exciting. You want some some continuity or, or some exert some control. I over think those your... deviations from what you're expecting mm. kind of like the, those actually define you, right? Yeah. yeah. How you they gonna... make you, you know, into the person that that you're going to be yeah. or that you are becoming. Mm. So, yeah, man, that's uh, Alan Watts was a big one for my second record. That really kind of tied the whole record together. Yeah. And this, the new one that I'm doing, it's more so tied together rather than from personal philosophy, just yeah. from story-driven things. So it's going to be interesting for me to actually get uh, get this record done. I listened to, I'm doing mixed notes right now on the first half of the record. On the train up, I gave myself a whole page of notes that I need to make some changes <laughs> on. So yeah, I've got uh, I've got my work cut out for me for the next month. Left so, brain wrote right brain. Uh, that's exactly it. Yeah, analyze <laughs> with the left brain night, yeah. and see how badly the right brain screwed it up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly that. Goddamn right brain. Oh, that's good times. Dude, listen, let's... Uh, we're uh, we're pretty deep here, but thanks for I having think, me on uh, again, guys. It's really good to come chat, good to and see you uh, yeah, I, I love coming here and love what you guys do, and I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you so much. We're, we'll cut it here, but thank you for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye bye.